Ladies and gentlemen, before we start today's episode, it is imperative, as always, that you like and subscribe. Also, share. Um, that is how we get the word out and how we um, keep doing our things. So, for those of all, those of y'all who have been, I I really appreciate it. you guys have a special place in my heart. Um, you guys are really the backbone of the show. I really appreciate it. Um, also, uh, no, uh, God, I cannot talk today. Um, a note of housekeeping. Um, I want to apologize for both. Uh, skipping an episode or skipping a week in an episode without really giving a heads up and also um, I want to apologize for uh, not uploading audio for the Halloween episode um, uh, the Halloween episode was a technical error on my part um, the last week we had an unfortunate set of circumstances where they were doing construction on the roof of my apartment and I could not record a podcast with that going on the entire time and we just couldn't figure out um way to schedule it. it just wasn't really convenient um that guest was dean kelly we're gonna have him back on in a month uh we talk about with around here we actually um has worked very closely with him um in the writing history project and we talk about that a little bit in this episode and we're gonna hopefully dive into that more with dk later on dean kelly um so stay tuned for that um. Yeah. Without further ado, uh, the episode today is Drown Hero Pac Man. Uh, he, I've really had the privilege of not only calling this man probably one of the most prolific and talented artists in the state, but also someone I consider a really good friend. Um, this man is very humble, very wise in his years. Um, really kind of character that i think anyone that is an artist should aspire to um without further ado to round here hello everybody you're watching slash listening to mccallister hours i'm your host as always cole mccallister uh we are joined today by very 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 special guest i know i say that every time i have someone on but this truly is uh i'm joined today by one of the most um talented artists and probably one of the most humbling beings I've probably ever met in my life. I know I'm sucking your dick right now. <laughs> Duround Hero Pac-Man. Round. Hell yeah. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How Thank you, you doing? for having me, man. Thanks for the drinks. Fuck yeah. Shout-outs to Corona during Corona. <laughs> corona during Corona. How you been, man? Oh, man. I've been good. I mean, since we met, it's been... It's been a little up and down road, but these days, especially during these times, I can't complain for you know everything that's going on. You know, um, my music's doing good. I'm doing my best to take care of myself and my close loved ones. Yeah, that, I mean that's what's really important in these times. Uh, these times, you know, mm-hmm. to really be focusing the people that are you know, there in your life, really there every day. Um, you know, the thing that I've found in this COVID time also is putting forth the effort to outreach to people that you maybe don't necessarily see all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, this might be different with you, but I feel like with my family, I have to, um, you know, we all kind of rely on those family gatherings to keep in touch, kind of keep that connection. But now that that's, um, you know, seems Dead, to be simmering. Cut off. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta learn to like really, um, you know, bring your attention out to someone and really reach out to them. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's something that I've usually been pretty good at, um, you know, even throughout my teenage years is reaching out to my friends. Shout outs to all the homies. Um, you know, I was just checking on them. That's that's the best thing you can do is, is, is check on your people because you don't know how they're going on because with Facebook, everything is all smiles, but you don't know what they yep. do when they're not, you know, logged into their phone. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the worst things about it is it really portrays a you know, incorrect portrait of how people are. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive too much deeper into this, I really want to, um, you know, for those people who don't know who you are, um, I highly recommend listening to this guy's music. He has an album running in circles on Spotify. Yep. Um, do you have music in any other places? I know you kind of have older stuff that maybe you're not, you don't um, really play too much, but. I mean, running in circles is the main thing that I like, you know, show people, but I do have an older, older project from like 2014. That is uh, some assembly required that is produced by a, a brother of mine. His name is, uh, well, Michael now. <laughs> he he had a rap name, but he's in the process of changing it, so we'll just call uh, him Mike. Okay. <laughs> um, he produced all of that, so everything that is on there, we just made from scratch, digging through crates. He sampled everything. Mm. It was a fun little experience. And I just dropped that and tell anybody. I didn't hype it up. I didn't give any promo. I just, you know, just put it on SoundCloud. So nothing crazy. But that's about it. And my old, like, YouTube stuff. But, yeah, I ain't got to go look for that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Running in Circles, that's a great project. Um, but uh, so you originally from Texas, is that correct? Yes, sir. So what what were your experiences there and like what was your upbringing and that kind of stuff? Um, Baytown, Texas. Um, so before rap, I was heavily involved in the wonderful sport of soccer. Um, played it since I could walk. Um, played it all through high school, you know, got college scholarship. Um, so I spent most of my time playing soccer with all my homies from that I grew up in club soccer. Um, so shouts to East Road Crew. Um, we just play sundown till we got kicked off. Whatever courts, any tennis courts, we try to take over. Um, so Baytown, Texas. So I talk about high school. I went to and that's in the South Robert E. Lee High School. Um, for some people, they, you know, look at me like I have a third eye when I say I went to Robert E. Lee High School and I'm, you know, from South Texas. So, um. What do you mean by that? People think you have a third eye. Because, like, you know, he was a Confederate general, like. But so what's the correlation between a third eye? I guess I'm confused. Like they look at me like it's like it's a weird concept because I'm a person of oh, color. Oh, just because going of that. Okay, okay. That, yeah, I'm not. Somebody, I, I just wasn't sure what that meant with the no, third got eye. Got you. Just yeah, looking that, at me, looking at me crazy. Like. <laughs> that is an interesting parallel, though. Um, definitely. But it was a. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a wonderful place. It's definitely grown. It was a, you know it was a small city at first. I grew up thinking it was a small town till I moved up here to Iowa. And got to see what a real small town was. Mm. But, you know, it's all love. I'll always rep Baytown, Texas. That's awesome, man. For sure. Um, so how much of your life was spent there? And, like, when did you move up to Iowa? Um, all the way up until I was 18. After I graduated high school, I came straight to Oskaloosa, Iowa, to play soccer for um, the William Penn Statesman. Yeah. And then... 
you know, went back home for vacation, Christmas, summer, and then graduated. And then after that, I was, you know, working an office job. You know, you know, your normal office job. You just clock in, nine to five, go home. And then uh, my senior year of college, I met my fiance. Hello, hmm. Courtney. Okay. Um, she couldn't be here today, but so did the long distance relationship for two years with a thousand miles. So that was pretty interesting because she mm. was still going to school. Wow. And um, you know, I was graduated, trying to you know be an adult. <laughs> and then I got tired of that and moved to the Quad Cities. And then you know, uh. Tried a bunch of odd jobs, trying to make ends meet. Um, lucky enough to, you know, live in a house with low rent and low utilities. And then, you know, when you think things are going good, you know, sometimes things don't happen the way you plan. And yeah. we ended up, you know, losing the house and, you know, getting robbed for like $10,000. And, you know, just, you know, being homeless and kind of, you know, bummy shit and, you know, just, you know, life stuff, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing. shit you got to go through, shit people yeah. go through, you know. And I ended up back in Oski through a great friend, uh, my friend Terrell. I was going to say her whole name. I don't know if that was cool. But my friend Terrell, uh, she's a wonderful artist. Uh, I would tag her in, but I don't know her tags. But um, <laughs> she was my old roommate college and she owns the house that you know we lived in during the college days so she moved down the street and then let us move in because she found out you know we we're fucking bumming it couch to couch and shit so mm -hmm. you know that's where you see me now with the garden and backyard yeah. and everything so you know I, you know people go through your shit you, know, you never know where you're gonna end up and i'm in a good spot right now so i can't complain you know well you know, that's good. And, you know, the thing that's always been interesting to me about your background is it's a true testament to how crazy life is. And, you know, for sure, like it really kind of is like a start from the bottom type of story. When you when you talk about those experiences, that's, you know, those were really bad experiences, I'm sure. And that you were, you know, I'm sure you were down, depressed and maybe even worse. But, times. but, you know, I think it really made you a better person. You really came out the end, uh, you know, a both a better human being and very talented artist because of it. For sure. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's what I was telling somebody at um, this show I had in the Quad Cities at uh, Ross Talks. Shout-outs to uh, Ro. Um, there was a guy there that he was just, you know, just filling my entire set. And, you know, at the end, he was, you know, just, you know, really digging my energy. And I had explained to him, you know, I, I kind of had to struggle for this. You know, it wasn't just... You know, something that just pops in your head. It's not stories you can just make up. Molly with the smooth. <laughs> Do you want another one? No, I'm good right now. Thank you. All right, cool. Oh, um, so where'd you get your name? Um, or how, well, how'd that come about? It started off at Pac-Man. You know, I was just, you know, Pac-Man, the rap. Because my initials are P-A-C. Ah, that's um, right, yeah. And my mom was actually the first one to, you know, call me Pac-Man. So I was, Mom, hi, Mom, how you doing? I know you're going to see this. Um, <laughs> and it was about, see, it was a little bit after 
because it, it was, you know, they were calling the area ground zero. Mm-hmm. And I was in a cypher. I was like 10, 11. No, I was 12. I was 12. I remember it was before I was 13. So I was 12 in a cypher with like some of my friends, just, you know, bullshit rapping. And, um, you know, I said some shit like, coming from the bottom, you see me, it's like ground zero. Pac Man trying to save the game, the round hero. And it was just trying to feel off that. And then all, you know, all my friends and stuff was like, oh. <laughs> and it just, it just stuck with me. Dang. So it was just something that stuck with me. But I was always Pac-Man. Like, I always just rode Pac-Man. Like, oh, I had Pac-Man and everything. I had a Pac-Man shirt for every day of the week. Like, I just really liked playing Pac-Man. Like, it was always Pac-Man. But I figured if I was to, like, you know, be an artist with this and, you know, take this further. If I was to blow up, I can't just go off of the name Pac-Man. Or Namco is going to, you know, keep <laughs> my ass alive. You know, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it just won't work that way. <laughs> so I went with the round hero and it was catchy. And, you know, somehow I just kept saying round and people just started just mimicking it. And I was like, all right, cool. And, like, as a kid, I always, like, just... Played with the scratches. I just loved hearing DJs just do with the turntables. And I don't know, I was just like messing around with it with my mouth. And I just started playing with it and just stuck with it. So now I went from Pac Man, which is a circular character, to the round hero. So it's still kind of one and the same. So this all started really like a lot earlier in your rap career. And you've kind of built upon it, you know, because. That's the thing that I also, you know, really appreciate and admire about you is you've been rapping for, you said, 20 years, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 20 years. I've been scribbling a notebook, uh, like recording 15 years, but Still, like that's, that's, writing that's and like rapping on beats and trying to like, you know, <clears throat> bullshit on songs. Yeah. About 20 years. I was 10. I was 10. <clears throat> rapping <laughs> one word syllables. Yeah. My name is Pat. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm, not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, good times, man. It's been it's been it's been interesting to see, you know, the standpoint of hip hop from that point to here on. Even from you know from the origin of where it began, but you know it, it's changed a lot, just from how they how people record their music to yep. you know how people write music. Some people don't even write on paper anymore; they just see it as obsolete. How people distribute music, you know, I, I I still pass out CDs and people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> where, where do you want me to what play? The, where do you in? want? Yeah, what do you want me to play this on? And I'm like, a CD player, man. I'll, I'll get you a Walkman, you know. Um, have you heard of T Bear and Ray West? I have not. Um, they're rappers here, and they're they're kind of old school like that. And this isn't a diss them at all. They're they're good artists, but uh, they like really wanted to sell me CDs, and it's kind of the same thing, you know. There's like, yeah, I just, <laughs> not that I'm calling you old no, or anything, no, no, but no. It's, it's just what you know what I was used to, you know. And everybody's on the Spotify, you know, stream train, and I am on I am on Spotify. I'm not knocking yeah. it. It's just you know that's not where my push is at. I I'm a more of a face to face. Mm. You know, shaking babies and kissing hands. I mean, shaking hands and kissing babies. <laughs> um, I'm just more personal. You know, I, I like to see you face to face. You know, I can't be, you know, more closer, closer than six feet now. But, yeah. you know, I'm more personal with my art. You know, I want to present it to you. I want to show you, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a person. This is what I'm this is what I'm rapping about, you know. Just give a face to the give a face to the sound. 
Yeah, you know, that's what I really appreciate about you is you're a very personable guy. You're, uh, you really have a sense of, like, community and unity and, you like, you know, the people, the connections I've seen you make, uh, you know, even the short time I've known you is, uh, you know, seen you articulate. Um, you know, those are really admirable and really, uh, really impressive that you've made all those Thank connections. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I think, like, the day we met, I think yeah, you were sitting with Jackson Place. Yeah, and, yeah. And I came and sat and talked with you guys and... You know, I didn't know anybody there. I just showed up. I was like, I don't know about you. I'm just, I'm just here to rap. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was fucking crazy. Um, how we met was, um, it was Misfits Pub and Grub, right? I think it mm-hmm. was 2017. Yep. Thanks to Matt by Midwest. Yep. Yep. I think that, and I think that experience for me personally really opened up my mind as to like what this city had potentially. I kind of knew a little bit about what was going on through Jackson Place, but, um, you know, very, very mildly. I knew he was doing a little thing. I saw about it on social media. And I was like, fuck it. Well, I try. Or, I'll, you know, I'll give it a go. But, yeah, you know, that was kind of definitely my gateway into that world that was here in Durham. For real? Yeah, I would cool. definitely say so. That's what's up. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea, you know, what was going on in the scene. I didn't even know Matt. I didn't know anybody. I just... Yeah. Looked up, you know, <laughs> like rap contest or rap something in the morning, and you know that just popped up, and I was like, okay, um, all right, babe, Friday, Friday we're going to the morning for this rap contest. She's like, okay, cool, and it yeah. showed up. You know, I will admit, I actually did not see you live. I saw a video of you live afterwards because I hadn't. And I was dead ass last. There wasn't you. You saw the crowd, you know, when people when you were yeah, starting. You know, yeah. there was nobody there when I really? was on stage. I was an empty ass crowd. See, Matt was still on the on the ones and twos. Uh, Andre Davis was there. Uh, let me see. Equinox was there, and there was like this little group of four. The judges. <laughs> and then my girl and my sisters-in-laws and then that was it so it was like maybe like 15 20 people there compared to like the six it was packed in there at one time it was like <laughs> yeah. 60 well i opened people. that motherfucker yeah so i was like oh, oh man it's packed in here it's gonna be a little crazy and about because i didn't go on till like 1 30 in the morning because oh wow was yeah, that late yeah, holy super shit late. i was like dang i was like all right well i came here to rap so i'm gonna rap real quick Turn around and I ended up winning that bitch. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> God damn. It was fun. It was a fun little time. Seeing all the, you know, seeing all the, you know, local talent come up. Everybody, I was like, dang, I didn't know this, there was that many people here. Yeah. Know, rapping and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like so, I said, that really, that really made it apparent to me, like how much talent's in the city. And like, you know, with this podcast, it's, you know, that's become even more apparent, obviously. Oh, yeah, branched it out for sure. There's so much going on here. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, I have a lot of appreciation for, for you. I remember, you know, I remember living in South Dakota and listening to your music. Uh, for real? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I really, like, I remember really getting into you, like, after seeing you won and, like, um, that mixtape, man, it's it has such an old school vibe. Running in circles? Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know... Again, this is me sucking your dick kind of a little bit, but like you have a, you do have like a really unique voice, like a really unique tone and like a style, and like it really makes you 
indistinguishable. Like when somebody hears you rapping, they know it's around Hero Pac-Man. That that is that is true. I've heard people say they've heard, all they heard was me just say you know round when I'm you know coming up to the mic and they're like oh yeah I I know rounds on stage. You have a certain presence and that goes so far in the game. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just you know do I just do what I can do. Yeah. You know I just do what the the time that they give me on this mic. Because I know they'll snatch that motherfucker if you ain't ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that shit is brutal. Um, so you live in Oski, we were saying before we yep. start, you started. Shout out to the 641. Um, not to dox you, right? <laughs> but it's interesting because we've had Lolo Savage on the show multiple times. Yep. And I'm, I'm curious how you guys go back and what your relationship is. Oh, uh, So I met Lolo Savage at Hot Shots Bar and Grill. Really? Um, there was this rap show that they were throwing for Stutterbox Productions. I believe it was called Stutter Shots. Shout out to Stutterbox Productions. Um, so I found their flyer through a mutual friend's Snapchat story. And, you know, I, and I've been in Oski for uh, like 10, about 10 years now, you know, in and out. And I'm like, rap show at Hot Shots. I was like, man, that sounds super corny. I never heard of it at Hot Shots, <laughs> but that just sounds super corny. I'm just going to say it now. But I was like, all right, I'll pop out. I'll pop out. I'm going to come spit some verses and what's up. And I show up. I see uh, Blythe. Shout out to Austin Blythe. Hell yeah. Um, Lolo's there. Um, let me see. Seth there? Uh yes, of course. That's that's where I also met Snag. Um, G Seven was there. Mm, Rome yeah. Oliver was there. Um, I think Benny the Jet was supposed to be there that night, but he didn't end up coming through. Mm. But uh, so they were taking a break and they went out in the back in the, in the that little back smoke area, and then Lolo was uh, <laughs> Lolo was rapping to everybody smoking cigarettes. So he's starting to cipher. I was like, "All right, cool. That's that's my home spot. All right." <laughs> so as soon as he stopped, you know, I, I spill a little verse, and then everybody just started coming around, and then that's how I met all of them. Damn. And then I saw Snag spinning on the ones and twos, and he's a beast with it, man. And I got his connect information at that night too. So from there, it was just like we just started branching out and doing more shows together. And so when would that been? Uh. October of 2018. Okay. That's so a little bit right when I started meeting you guys. Okay, okay. So when did you do that video then? That, uh, what was it, the Looking Down video? Because Seth was in that. December 2018. Oh, wow. So everything kind of happened in that yeah. three months. So, like, after wow. I met you in Jackson Place and uh, um, all of them at that contest, Jackson Place had dropped a video. Um, Shout to Jackson Place. He dropped a video that was, you know, dope. It had some dope editing. And I, you know, I hit him up. You know, that's 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 the whole thing about you gotta shoot your shot. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey man, who did that video for you? He's like, hey man, it's, it's it's my homegirl Lena, you know, but she's moving to New York. And I was like, Well, you know, give me your link. Bet. Reached out to her, shout out to Lena. She's out in New York right now, doing her thing in Brooklyn. Um, so I hit her up and I was like, yo, you know, what do I got to do for a music video? And she's like, well, what kind of time you got? I was like, I got this time right now. She's like, boom. And I was like, 
what do you want to do? And I was like, I had no idea what to do at the time. So I was like, uh, and I had talked to Snag and he had just opened up his new studio and he sent me a picture and it had, uh, all the records and mm, all the records yep. in the back. And I was like, perfect. So, Hey man, you want to be in my next music video? And he's like, yeah. So like, I just opened a studio bet. And then we all just linked up and shot that real quick. Damn. That, that's the beautiful thing about this community here is like it, everyone is so connected and so yeah, man. willing Shouts to work to Des Moines. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all are connecting and, and the unity is beautiful out here for real. Hell yeah. So this may be a little off topic for my notes, but like do you, do you focus here on Des Moines or do you look more like in other directions? Like maybe nah, I'll man. I'm international. I'm trying to touch everybody everywhere in the world. Like when I was a kid – uh, not when I was a kid, like when I was a teenager, uh, you know, when all the cooking shows of the people, uh, trying different foods around the world, mm. I wanted to do a rap cipher around the world. Kind of like what, <laughs> team, kind of like what team backpack is doing, but I personally awesome. wanted to like go around the world and cipher with hip hop artists around the world because it is, it yeah. is global. Hip hop is everywhere. It's for everyone. And, you know, that was my thing. I wanted to just go just rap with everybody because you can hear it in all different languages and dialects. It's crazy. You hear, you know, Japanese trap and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. But um, I forgot what the question was. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what your outreach is. Um, Oh, yeah. No, like I'm not from Iowa. So, like, I don't claim I don't claim Iowa. I don't claim Oskaloosa. I don't claiming i can't i'm not from here i feel like it'd be kind of disrespectful to claim something that i'm not from like i always claim baytown texas like 2a1 is you know in my blood yeah you know that's where i was raised that's where i you know got to experience the things for me to you know be how i am for des moines to accept accept me as the the artist i am to spread out like that i see i see um so I guess I'm just curious though, like if if you maintain some sort of level of success and it like came from being in Iowa, you wouldn't take any claim of that at all. You would just be you yourself. Yeah, I'd be being myself, and you know I'd appreciate the artists that I've been working with that you know help me spread out there, and I'd be helping them spread out too. You know, that's also something that I've wanted to work on. It's kind of a secret, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans. Like, it's something that I've told some of my close, you know, artist friends that I've started with from day one is, you know, I wanted to start a, a round nation. It's, it's kind of like a foundation, but, you know, the round nation. <laughs> like and, that. you know, I want all my artist people, all my artist peers that, you know, have my similar views that want to spread it through love and art and unity. You know, I want, and there's more, there's so many, there's so many people around the country, around the world that want to do that. And I feel like the impact of everybody coming together and doing that is is stronger than everybody just trying to do it on their own, individually. This person, that person. Like if that song, uh, Novocaine, that mm-hmm. pops off, guess what, homie? You're gonna eat. Fuck yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not trying to just do this for myself. Like I want to do this for the people that also believe that I can do this. Because if I if I didn't have them, guess what? I wouldn't believe I could do this, and I'd probably just not do it anymore. I'd probably just be playing, chilling out, doing nothing. That's awesome, man. That's you know? uh, that's really humbling. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, there are a lot of people who would, uh, you know, attach onto that cloud. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, nah, man. If it pops off, if I pop off, I hope the people that I'm running with are ready as well because, you know, it's, it's time to eat. It's time for you to show show everybody what you got. Like, let's say your, your podcast pops off. What if you're the next JRE? You know, yes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you got, you got, uh, you know, uh, you gotta have the goal in mind. You got the, you always have to have something to work for, even if it's the entire picture is not attainable. You at least have that because you, you can always at least attain some part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, and I feel like I have done, you know, at least some sort of, you know, given some sort of inspiration to other artists. Like I've. I've gotten some people into making beats when I like just started making beats. I don't really know anything about it. You know, I got some people picking up the mic and scribbling in their notebook, and you know, I got people coming up and you know, rapping bars to me from songs from like a decade ago that I don't even remember the words to. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> that's you know, that feels great. That you wow, know, just something that I'm doing that you know that I have loved that I love doing. That is pushing you to do something that you didn't see yourself doing in the first place. Wow. So I, you know, that's, you know, so what kind of find of sticks as, you know, it's kind of corny, like kind of as the round hero. But, you know, the round hero is, you know, it's not even really me as the hero. It's more of like, you know, the music and, and the journey that I've been along in this hip hop world. That's what's, you know, kind of saved me because I was in a dark ass spot for a few times in my life. And it's always been running loops for eight hours, listening to the same loop. People think I'm going crazy talking to myself in my room. Like, nah, I'm just in a really long therapy session. You know, that saved me. That's the hero. It's not really just me. It's, you know, what I'm doing. Damn. Those experiences you're talking about in your room, do you think that, did that have a lot in play with your hip hop? Like, did you write a lot of that down? Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, part of running in circles. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if you hear some assembly required, you know, back in the SoundCloud days, you know, you hear some of that stuff, you know, me growing up in the Houston area and, you know, going through stuff like that. It's just, it's, 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 the music's just a part of my life. It's just how I portray it, you know? Yeah. I can portray it really whack and nobody listen to it, you know, or I can make it sound kind of interesting, you know, and people want to listen to it again or yeah. latch on to it and relate to it. Yeah, that's a balance you have to strike too, like making something listenable and like not like not poppy, but in a sense like you still want it to be something that people can listen to. You yeah, to for sure. Going. Like looking down, like yeah. when the looking down hook comes on, like the crowd does it for me sometimes. Like if I, like depending on where I go to, like when I go home and do it there, like the whole crowd knows the hook. I don't even <laughs> got to do it. I'm just cheesing. I'm like, thanks guys. Like damn. That Bobville show, that was tight. That that was definitely a time where the crowd was doing it, and that was ah, uh, there was so much energy in that room. Rest in so peace, how, fucking, yeah, man. R. P. Uh, Bobville, man. God, that I, was. That was probably a top DSM moment for me, for real. Yeah. That was so sad when that I, I heard that place went down. Closes doors. God. I heard, you know, some someone in one of our circles is, you know, an interest of yeah, trying contemplating to open the doors it. up. I, have, I, I won't spill no beans, but. I have heard know, that myself, actually. There will be a comeback of the muse. Yeah. And, you know, uh, not. It's taking a nap. Exactly. And that would be. Uh, that would be great, I think. The person that we're for both sure. talking about, that yeah, would be for it. sure. Um, so, what's what's some of your musical influences? You, you know, first, how dynamic of an artist you are. There's got to be a lot. Oh on, man, in terms of your 
influences and your style like what like what goes into how much time we got <laughs> hey we got we got all the time in the world now I'm playing. <laughs> uh, so it started off well as a child you know growing up in a puerto rican household it was a lot of salsa music so cleaning the house <laughs> was just salsa music celia cruz huh. um elvis crespo um and it was just all day and it was beautiful you, know, you can't you can't be mad while salsa music's playing so, you know, just clean the house and I'd go hang out with my uncles and they'd have like Tupac and SPM and the Cadillac and just have the bass bump in. And I was like, hell yeah, what is this? They're all tired of just fucking, you know, just cussing. I was just a little kid. I was like, ooh, what is this? Talk about weed. Ooh. <laughs> and I was about nine. No, I was about eight. I was thinking like eight or nine. And my name is by Slim Shady had came out, and I think that just like that just like blew my mind. That's what like made me put headphones on, and it's like, yo, what is this? Because it was like, hi, my name is, and it just had me hooked from then. Hi, kids, you like violence? You want me to sick? And it was just nope. From there, I you know I was the in one of his videos, you know he had a kid like in Sam Goody like stealing his album. Like I, I did that, you know, you know I had you know the Slim Shady LP. And I knew it forwards and backwards as, you know, at 10, you know, having like Damn. dirty lyrics. At 10, I had like the dirtiest lyrics at the time. You know, he was getting sued for this. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's a, that's a uh, Christian know, mom's worst nightmare. You know, I, was, I was 11. I was 11. It's only fair to warn. I was born with a set of horns and a metaphor attached to my dang umbilical cord. Warlord of rap will bash you with a two by four board and smash into your Honda Accord with a four door Ford. A mortar dropping an acapella that'll chop a fella worse than mozzarella with a helicopter propeller. Got you locked in a cellar with your skeleton showing. I'm developing anorexia, standing next to you. Like, I had all that shit memorized <laughs> for it, but I was like a kid. And, like, <laughs> so, you know, grabbing my nuts, flipping people out, like, when my, you know, when my family wasn't, you know, I can't do that shit, get my ass, get my ass with <laughs> <laughs> you already I can know. relate to that. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> back of the bus, man. I was... <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Back of the bus. That's where my rapping days was, was starting. Like back of bus one forty four. I remember, cause like we had the you know the beatboxing kids and the kids like banging the pencils on their binders, <laughs> and I was just doing little bummy ass kid raps. Um, but yeah, Slim Shady was the one that made me like put headphones on and listen to what somebody was saying. Like I had a notebook and I was I was lyrics.com for him writing down what he was saying and you know, trying to be like, ooh, what is oh that sounds cool. Like and it was just fun, just rapping the rhyme schemes as how he was stacking it and how he was just making the imagery and then it just branched on to other things. I was like, okay, so we got Eminem, who we got? And then we got Ludacris was coming out, and he had, like, Roll Out. And then he had, like, all the different flows. And he had that, like, dirt. He was, you know, Dirty South. And then Outkast. And it just goes, the list goes on and on. It's Big L, you know, Big Pun, the first, you know, the first Latin hip-hop artist to go platinum. Um... You know, Fat Joe, Terror Squad, um, 90s was, you know, heavy for me. Um, you know, it just goes on, you know, and then going underground, you know, you got the Rhyme Sayers, you know, before it was, you know, Atmosphere, and it's just, it goes on and on, and, I, and 
and I barely even know like a tip of the iceberg. Like my my friend Ro, he can he knows all the deep cuts and just can play you albums for days. And then as it grew on through teen years, I started getting more into like you know greedy underground stuff like AOTP and like Vinny Paz and mm. um um. Apathy and like all of that, and then started going on as I got older, and went on to like Lupe Fiasco's like underground stuff, and then I got really big on a Kanye, and that was when Kanye was doing like uh, uh, late registration, so he mm. had uh, it was jazzy, and he shit. had like a drive slow with uh, Paul Wall, and he had the chopped and screwed on that, so like I was heavy on a con, I was already heavy on the Kanye anyways from. Um, college dropout, college dropout. Okay. and then that whole era like uh, most deaf, Talib Kweli, Black Star, you know the whole all of New York, like it just goes in. Like I had all that stuff, just Wu Tang, just I had a lot. It was just in and out, and then I started making music, and then started getting to a circle of friends that made music, and some of them really made music that was really good that I could vibe with. Uh, like my boy Caleb from back home, my boy Mike, uh, Virgil Wolf, uh, Lolo Savage, you got Ob's Period. Like we got, you know, so you know, you start getting into your own circle of people that are making music that can influence you to do your own thing. Yeah, that's that's a really beautiful thing about the scene too. Is like you actually find that, if, like, like you're saying, like you're listing all these artists, but like you know that. Is yeah. in there too. Like your music inspires me. Oz music inspires me. Yeah, you know, right? Jackson, he's crazy. It, you know, shit like that. Power music, power, music. power hip hop. It's it's a uh, it's a truly beautiful thing. Um, so what's your process then uh, with rapping? Do you uh, do you, really, you write more down? You talk about more ciphers. You kind of said you don't really do that too much anymore. Um, I don't really cipher as much because I haven't really found a cipher crowd up here. Like, not yeah. really people are like really down to you know hop in a freestyle session. Um, what I usually do is, <laughs> like I said, I just listen to a lot of beats on loops for hours, and then I'll just go through the day still having that beat playing through the speaker. Thank you very much. Can I have that uh, bottle? Open? Oh yeah, thank you. Um. You know, I like working with other artists more than, you know, working by myself. Like, Running in Circles was fun, but the collaborations on the project were probably my favorite songs. Like, Do and Paranoia were probably my favorite tracks off the whole project. So, like, I like collaborating with other artists. So, like, there's people that want to work together. So, I'll just play their beats that they send me or what we're trying to do together. And I'll just have that on loop for all day till it's time to go to work. And then, like, I'll just freestyle until something sounds cool or I have a concept. I have, like, two bars, and I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. I'll write that down. And then I'll just, you know, all right. And I'll just keep saying those two bars and try and build off of it. Mm. On to the next thing, take the dogs out. You know, I got it playing while I'm out in the garden, you know, and then just keeps building off of it. Interesting. So and it's then, a very gradual process for you. Yeah, I mean, I can knock them out. I can knock a verse out in 25, 30 minutes. Like, if I'm in the zone, then if I'm if it's a beat that really resonates with me, then yeah, well, psh, it's done. We'll wrap it up. But if it's something that I really want to put that into, then yeah, I'll take my time with it. Damn. 
well, uh, you obviously have the experience to, you know, be a testament to, you know, that I, I just feel like we get a lot of people in here that do a lot of freestyle, you yeah. know, so, and not, not, the, and you obviously do do freestyle, but it's kind of, uh, it's nice to see, um, artists that, you know, write things out and really think things through. For sure. Definitely I always got, always got a notebook on me. Always. How many notebooks would you say you filled? to guess uh i i still have most of them to be honest i'd have to say close to 30 like i have Damn. some i have some from like i still have from like my fifth grade carver elementary folder just like stacked and i'll just have like just chicken scratch it's just the old corny rhymes god damn so are you like when you write in your notebook is it kind of all over the place or you really ordered with the it's it's a mess it's a mess (laughs) i i make now i am at least organized enough to write the name of the beat in the top (laughs) (laughs) or who i was working with like oh okay it's that song that's Other the beauty that, of it. That's, it. <laughs> that's the beauty of it, though, is like I feel like when you're in that zone and you're kind of rapping and doing all that kind of stuff, it is a very scatterbrain process. I mean, uh, you saw my notebooks yeah. when I came to record the track. It was a true Eminem esque like, <laughs> like four <laughs> bars here. Like I right, got these two pages, I right, stick them <laughs> together. Ah, uh, that was a good day. That was a fun time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the day that we Novocaine. Yeah. 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 Um. Tacos and hot flows. I there was a point where you were. I think it was yeah, because you did in like two takes. That was the thing, and like I what I always know I'm working with a good artist when they like the fewer takes are just like I got it. Boom. I'm already in out. the zone. Yeah, I'm already ready to do this. You did that whole song in the second take, and it was like perfect. I remember just being like entranced. I didn't even. I wasn't even like really listening to you. It was kind of like you were just you're like you start swimming in the flow, man. Like yeah, that, and that in the flow for that song is really fun. I gotta, I gotta get off my ass and talk to my bro. Shout out to PR to to mix it down. Like he's got it. I just haven't gave him the notes to make it, you know, sound how I want it to sound. Cause uh, what it's at right now is like it's real wiry, and I yeah, just want to clear yeah, it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the the flow in that song was just really bouncy, so it's easy for you to just like get in get in with it. Yeah, um, I think that you know, for me, there was a really surreal aspect. You know, me talking about listening to you back in the day. There's something really surreal about listening to your voice on my track and just like recording it. I'm just like. In the process, realized. Yeah, that, man. From where fine. it all started, before you were even making beats. Yeah, yeah. Um, speak, speaking of making beats, uh, what is some of your process in making? Like you, you talked about production, kind of making beats. Like when did you get into that? That was kind of something new. Oh, it? so that was new, recently new. Uh, I would say I started maybe. J- I, I really like plugged it in and you know wanted to learn January of last year. Um, Shouts to Virgil Wolf. He sent me a he sent me my MIDI board. Like he was like, I, I got a new one, so you know, here you can learn on this one. Damn. I was like, bet. That's really nice. So you know, and the DAW that I've been using for the last like seven years, I found out that you can make beats on it as well. So I what one's that? Uh, Mixcraft Seven. They're now on like nine point <laughs> Huh. Interesting. Mixcraft Seven. Uh, I got it from Walmart for like forty bucks. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So 
I plugged it in, and you know, you skip manuals. You don't take the time to like get taught things. You just plug it in. You're like, I can, I can build this. Don't worry. So I'm playing beats, and that bam, content, buckle, I'm like, yeah, this is fire, sending it to my friends. I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm making beats, bro. Next Kanye, I got this. Oh man, good times. So then I was like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta like really like learn what I'm doing. So I started like l- like taking like little music theory lessons on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff, and like learning where to put my fingers and stuff like that. And then it became like, then it was just mind blowing. It was just so much fun, just so much things you could do, because they gave you already access to like an infinite amount of instruments, and then they gave you the sampler. Which is, you know, a whole nother world on top of that. Mm. And then I just fell in love. That might be my favorite, sampling something up, chopping it up, and yeah. throwing it on a board. Oh, that, that's some true Kanye shit. Um, what was that? What was the, uh, I think it was Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Did you see the video, the short film he did with yeah, it? Oh yeah. There's that scene, I think it's, I think it's Power, where he's like kind of. He, oh, the one that was like all one shot? Yeah. It was just like all fading out, yeah. Yeah, well, and he like he's throws it on the board and he's like. Fucking with it and all that shit. It's, wow. I, I really, I really just love that raw style of beat making. That's why I really like about your. St- I think I might have said this, but like you have that really old school style. And I can tell a lot of your stuff uses samples. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm working on original stuff and I'm trying mm-hmm. to produce my own work. But yeah, sa- sampling is just so much more fun to rap on. It's crisp. Yeah, it unless really- it's live. Like if it's a live band, I can rap. I can rap with that all day. Like I can't wait to like build a team. Like make start my own band. That that's Damn. another that's another dream for me. Because I've done I've done live band performances. Wow, really? Shout out to my two B crew because we have this loft that my friend lives in, and he sets up like it looks like a stage performance. Like he has a whole drum set up. I think he has I've bass seen that. and guitar. Yeah, I've sent you some. I've sent you some snaps and went live there a couple times. But uh, yeah, we just jam there, and I freestyle. We fuck off all the time, That's and then awesome. um, I did a live band performance at Ross Talks. Shouts to Ross Talks and the QC with uh, the I think they were the called God's Rejects or Angels Rejects. They hit me up and they were like, "Yo, man, we rock with your shit. We want to play for you." And I was like, "How?" And I was like, "We'll mimic your beats." And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> And they're like, well, send us something. And I'm like, all right. So I sent them one of my like old ass songs. It was called Justice. And they sent back a clip of them, you know, playing the riffs. And my boy Fantana, he was playing the drums. I said, like, oh shit, it's a rap. Definitely sign me up. Let's go. And then I had like a whole 20 minute set, and they played were playing all my old shit on just live acoustic. And I was like, I'm in love. So I can't wait to do that again. That was great. Fuck. That, live, live band is definitely where it's at for sure. Well, and that's a, that's such a whole experience um, in itself because you know you talk about in you know, ha- uh, Seth Happy Snacks talked about this too. How you guys have that um, that rhythm and you know the sliding and the mixing. You know, there's something in that, but there's something else in like being with a whole band and a group of people. Like how many how many people were in the group? Would you there say there was four? Okay, we had a bassist, we had a bassist, a guitarist, a drummer, 
and a keyboardist. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty. So it was a whole setup so band, and, and I was the vocalist. Yeah, so, so it was a pretty setup. Band. Including you five. That's a yeah. That's a that's pretty dense. Five man band. Yeah. Send it down. The only other fun than that is you know the, you know go back to the, the 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 classics is having a DJ that is knowledgeable of being a turntablist and killing it while you're spitting. So shout out to Snag and King Supreme and mm. man Cool MD and BBC. Cause they're all these DJs that I've been working with throughout my career that have just brought it just brings your performance just to another level when you just you can hear they're chopping it behind you and it's good. It's not like they're like throwing you off, they're not throwing the MC off like oh shit I gotta catch up. Uh, mm. what did I say? Because I don't perform with backtracks, so if I fuck up, you're gonna know. It's gonna be just a beat playing. <laughs> that's it. You're gonna hear uh, and that's it. So, you know, it's great to have DJs that are you know in the zone with you while you're spitting, and they're just hitting the crossfaders. I can't do any of that stuff. That's why I do it with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. Uh, yeah, like I said, the connections you've made, it's it's uh, really neat stuff. Um, I say we take a really quick break here. Um, so maybe use the restroom, hydrate, all that. Uh, we will be right back with Drowned Hero. Huh? All right. Hundred percent, because they know that's what that's what sells. Sex sells. That's <laughs> it does one on one. Sucks. The whole OnlyFans thing with what was that chick's name? Uh, Bellthorn. Oh, well, she sold her bathwater. Oh yeah, Bellthorn. Was that her? Where she like said she was going nude and didn't go nude. Yeah, yeah. She like she got like two mil from OnlyFans and like she didn't even go nude. She like promised all this content that she just didn't but she still she got just paid. Psych. Yeah, and yeah. There was nothing that anybody could do. Like she just still made the money. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. That's how it works. You subscribe. They like everybody asked for refunds and like just like crashed. They're not gonna take yeah, turn down two million dollars yeah. of refunds. Oh no. They'll sink the country. I mean not sink the country, but sink their fucking site. <sighs> That just shows how many fucking pedos there are Hell in the world, yeah. you know. People, oh, the the Disney star, we're gonna go crazy Shout on her fucking. <laughs> Shout out to the internet. This is before the internet, man. This has been. I was watching that uh documentary. It was out in Ohio. The neighbor, your neighbor, what's it called? Your neighbor next door. Uh, it could be your neighbor. The one it was in Ohio, where uh, it was in the seventies. That was when like the first. That was not the first, but that was that was when like, you know, pedophilia was like starting to like, pop out in headlines and stuff. In the seventies, you mm-hmm. said. Hmm. Molly, one look um, up. The neighbor next door. Oh. Neighbor next door, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what we have it for. But, uh, nah, it's cool. Nah, but it's cool. I was just firing off. Oh, you're good. Just trying to keep the juice running. Oh, no. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, shit. Might as well be back. Um, yeah, I'm pretty was good. Was it, was it the, neighbor, the Nightmare Neighbor Next Door? It was like the family. Was it the family next door? Family next door is the Chris Watts one. Oh. Nah, 
I'll remember it. I'll remember because it, it was like it was a, it was like 1975. The devil next door? Nah, it was a, hmm. and um, it was a dad that that it was a guy that just moved to town and he got really close at this church with his family and they let him in like as a you know close family friend and he started to like make like handsy moves on the daughter and the family was like weirdly cool with it like he would come over and like stay the night in her room and he would tell the family like he would tell the family he would tell the mom and dad like oh it's my therapy it helps me sleep at night and the parents were like cool with it and then like sometime down the road sometime the road the the mom started you know getting involved with him and they were hooking up and behind the dad's back and then he started hooking up with the dad behind the mom's back like getting hands off oh from the dad's this is some weird shit I was like yo what is this dude people are fucked up y'all man. weird <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about all this uh... in pla- abducted in plain sight that's what it is yes ah. what it leaves out the Atlantic you can't even trust what the fuck you read. Anymore. Yes, shit. that's the one. Creepy as fuck. One. So what? What? What's the synopsis? Du- kidnaps yeah, Idaho, te- Idaho teenager. Okay, nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah, that part's fucking crazy. He kidnaps her and makes her believe that if she tells anybody, that aliens are gonna come rape, rape her family. Oh Jesus Christ. She was twelve. It's like, oh my god, man! Like, it was, a, it was a fucked up thing, man. Like, it was, it was a whole thing. You ever see uh, Who Took Johnny, the Johnny Gosh documentary? Mm-mm. Um, I so crazy. Have you heard the story, of Johnny Gosh? So he was, he was the first milk carton kid. He actually got abducted really? in Weston Point. Really? Yeah, he was on. Yeah, he was on. Look, look that up, Johnny. I Gosh. didn't know that. Um. Yeah, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was the first milk carton kid. And there's this whole documentary about like uh, him getting kidnapped, and it goes into like the underground sex trafficking ring. And like this is in Iowa, and like West Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I, I could be incorrect, but I believe my mother actually like went to school with him and didn't really know him, but like knew yeah, of him. That knew he was a person. Yeah, like that happened like yeah. when she was growing up. And damn, that's wild. I didn't know that was here. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I couldn't believe it if I eighty was still like a dominant. If I eighty was a dominant freeway at the time, I believe it. Like how? Oh, it now. well, that's the whole thing with. Um, well, I don't know when I eighty came into place, but I know like sex trafficking is you know a hot spot out here. Well, Des Moines is a hot spot for a lot of things, uh, both drugs and uh, sex trafficking because of the middle of the map, baby. Yep, exactly. Um, Middle of the map. But apparently Four this, hours each way. Apparently this guy came back and visited um, the mom and all that. But like, yeah. But anyway, so I was watching Who did, this. The guy that kidnapped him. The guy got kidnapped. Oh, okay. Apparently went like he apparently is just like in the underground like sex community, just like or uh, by now he's just taking on a new identity. He's just someone yeah. else, you know. But anyways, uh, I was watching this documentary. And as I'm watching it, they map out where the fucking guy got kidnapped. And I realize it's down the street from my fucking apartment where oh, I live. Shit. While I'm watching it, it was uh, like a fucking out of this, like, oh, my yes. God, I lost my shit. <laughs> out the window. Hey, what y'all doing down there? All right. I'm not walking around there anymore. <laughs> what are y'all doing over there? 
be, yeah. have to be carrying a strap and what's the boy? Def- yeah, man. Defo, man. Defo, oh, for sure. Whew. Yeah. Fucking Johnny it Gash. Me. This shit's crazy. Um, so we've been kind of going off the rails, but I do want to talk about, we were kind of, we kind of touched upon it earlier, the, when we did Novocaine, then we went and did that video shoot with, uh, DK, who was supposed to be on our last episode, but we're going to have him again in a month. Yep. Um, but, uh, that was a really cool experience that, um. Good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Both, both recording that track, which, um, I don't know when you plan on recording that, but when you do, it's called, it's gonna, at least gonna be called Novocaine. What, Novocaine? Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Right now, it's, <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's life, life, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, crazy shit's sure. happening right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that experience, uh, you know, recording that track, like I was talking about, along with, uh, what was the studio call that we went to? Oh, the Barnum Factory. Okay. Uh, shouts to Eli Fox and DK yeah. and mm-hmm. EP. Like it's a whole that's a whole circuit a whole family in itself like meeting them that was that was inspiring like like how you remember seeing the graffiti on the walls and yeah you know that's that a place, so cool, it's man. a place for everybody to come together it's a place for artists to come collaborate like my first time there I was taken after the uh, after the conscious crew show that you went to at Bobville Muse. After mm. that show, they were like, hey, man, you want to come to the factory? And I was like... Okay, so that was the point that... Yeah, so okay. I was like, sure, man, yeah, me and, yeah, me and my lady will come out to, you know, to this factory in the middle of the, middle of the night. And like, all right. So, you know, they, they take us out, and it's the same, and they had it all lit up, and I saw it, man. And then we shot, like, this interview, like, talk show, something, mm. I, had never, something I had never been on. So that was inspiring to see that people that are, you know, coming together and working as a collective to not things out such as those videos like the uh success is my protest and um the revolutionaries televised like they're all just making that from scratch like they're all doing yeah. that themselves so like yeah man big big ups to, uh yeah shout out to writing to Hi- barnum Fa- uh, barnum factory and the writing history project <clears throat> writing his- yeah, that that was the group that was specifically working right yeah mm-hmm. um yeah dk heat that's his um his baby yeah yeah that's his baby yeah um that's a really cool project that you guys are doing. I really, uh, um, very interesting group of people. I think you guys were all very, like, I, I obviously was, or, well, I was just kind of quiet the whole time. Yeah, man, fly on the wall. It was, it's cool. I mean, you didn't, you didn't know anybody there. Yeah, man. definitely not. Definitely You know, not. you, you still, you were still there. You know, you took your pictures. You were watching. You were, I saw you talking to some artists off to the side yeah, and people yeah, that definitely. people brought. So, you definitely. know, you were. You were there. You were in the wave. I think you, you. I think you noticed it. Like there were so many people coming in and out that it was just you know a wave of conversations. Yeah. And these people would come talk, and we could I, talk about this, and then we break off, come talk about that. Exactly. So it was like you know you're just in the wave. I, I enjoyed like it's kind of maybe kind of weird to say, but I really kind of enjoyed being a bystander and just kind of like watching the whole process. Like I've never. Oh yeah. I, you know, I might be a lot of talk here in a podcast. You know, bringing hip hop artists and talking about hip hop, but you know, it's one. It's one thing to talk, but it's another thing to walk. You know, yeah. it's another thing to actually sit on that experience and be like, yeah, I really was like in yeah. on this. Like oh, this yeah. video, I like saw like a very small part of this get made, and like I saw the people who created it and kind of got insight in how they did that. 
and like um you know especially me being in video production and my you know yeah I, man that's why i did it that's why i did it i remember when we were first talking you were telling me you know you came from a small town so you know immediately i, I assumed you didn't really have much of a hip-hop background like I don't definitely mean, not bring any offense no. but like you know so like it'd be cool you know bring someone that has you know no experience of hip-hop at all and see you know what you know a real essence of hip hop looks like, you know, like a cipher and people coming in and everybody yeah. enjoying and spreading love and, you know, trying to do something instead of just, you know, throw money at people, you know, <laughs> throw money at the camera. That would have been a boring video for you because you've something you've seen before because it's what you expect when you hear hip hop. It's what small town people expect when they hear the term hip hop. They expect that, that you're throwing money at the camera and you're, dri yeah. and you're driving the nice fancy car. But hip hop is just way more than that. So that's what I wanted you to experience. It's like you were saying off camera, uh, the, the stigma of like big booty bitches and yeah. money and like yep. Nancy or whatever, you know. Uh, funny, uh, funny about the us being there. I actually did try Hennessy for the first time. I had never, <laughs> I had never what? actually partake. Uh, I had tried Hennessy for the first time. Oh, for real? Yeah, I yeah, never partook man. Who it. brought that? Was it Biggs? I think Biggs yeah, brought that. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Biggs, man. <laughs> Those are all really cool guys. Uh, who's the guy? I think Ray G. Yeah, he was he was spitting forever. Uh, Rated G was a girl. You're thinking Art. of uh, you're thinking of Corleone. Oh, okay. Yep, that's DK's cousin. Oh, okay, yep. okay. That guy was. Uh, yeah, he was there for the love of rap. You can see yeah. it. That's what he was there for. He came to rap. He was hungry. Yeah, um, really cool community that's um, here, and I'm really glad the glimpses that got it both on and off the podcast. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Writing History Project. I can't see. I can't wait to see how far this grows because DK yeah. has big plans for this to take this, you know, further than the moon. He wants to connect, you know, all of the Iowa and then, you know, eventually show, you know, pretty much the world what, you know, Iowa has to offer instead of just, you know, corn and cows and pigs. Yeah. So what, um, uh, what is writing history? What does this project mean to you? Um, to me, it actually means a lot, man, because it's, it's something that's bigger than myself for once. Like, this is something that people are going to hear down the road, that they're going to see down the road. Like, a plan of this for his is to make a time capsule. So, mm, like, interesting. All, the, all the artists that he's working with down the road, they'll submit a song or they'll submit a video and they'll submit, you know, podcasts and interviews and you know, when they start doing shows again, you know, video show footage and we'll put it in a time capsule and, you know, 50 years down the road, you know, we got something to pop off. And, you know, like I said, it's something bigger than myself. Um, you know, there's what what they're what they're providing is going towards kids that are being believed that they're not going to make it that far in life. And this is for those kids that, you know, are spending that time you know, watching us do what we do, mm. you know, because they're in that stage. They're watching, they're in that influential stage of watching their, their peers and their role models. So if we're trying to make the world grow, just wait to see what these kids are doing. Cause there, there's a, there's a, there's a part of the project where they're on their own cypher song and to watch them sing and dance and shine and be who they can be just to see the next wave of that's going to be amazing. So I'm 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 really excited for the writing history project. That's awesome. Um, 
like I said, we're gonna have DK on later, and we're gonna talk more about that. But sure. um, yeah, he he can break it down for you, yeah. line for line. But uh, it was really cool to see you be a part of that, and like I said, to, oh yeah, you know, to see that process. Uh, I was honored. It was it was definitely a privilege and privilege to be a part of that. Yeah, because uh, he hit me up. He just hit me up one morning and said, "Hey man, you want to be a part of this, you know, part of this project?" And he sent me the beat, and you know, I scribbled something down in like thirty five, forty minutes, and then I sent it back to him. And then you know, you just send me back fire emojis. He's like, "You're on." I was like, "Bet, all right, cool. Let me know when I got to come record." And then, and then that was that. And then we came and shot the video. And then now we got the videos out. They're out. Go check Revolutionaries televised and Success is my protest. And you know, go see for yourself what we're trying to do. We're trying to be the change that we want to see. You know, we're tired of being you know stopped by police for no reason. We're tired of being followed in the grocery store as soon as we walk in just because we have our hood up that means that we're stealing something you know we're tired of you know being looked at like we're the ones with road rage you know sometimes sometimes i do you know i'm from texas you know sometimes i got road rage, but, you know. <laughs> i've driven you know. in texas so i know about that <laughs> you can't drive don't drive <laughs> be scared don't get on the don't get on 610 please <laughs> Um, no, but I, but I get that. Um, you get the gist, you know. Yeah. It's it's a it's a story we've been talking about for mm-hmm. ages. So eventually, we'll it'll come to light, and you know, you know, we'll do what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool what you guys are doing. Um, you're gonna fucking hate my ass, but I need to use the restroom right, one more time. time. I know we just took a break, but um, when we get back, I want to talk about the garden and the, the jam that you brought. I want to talk about. Ooh, you want to try some on cam? Yeah, you I was watch I, yourself melt. I, I That'll be fun. That. Let's yeah. do that. All right, we'll be right back. We'll get this, this all set up. This will be B dubs all over. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, fucking. <laughs> 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 Most of the shows I love. Uh, pre-COVID, post-COVID suck. Yeah, because it's just the daily shows with Trevor Noah. I've been still watching, but other than that, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm not really a fan, of Trevor Noah. For real? Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I like John Stewart, man. He was uh, a laptop was so plugged. Oh fuck, thank you. Yep. All right. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. The OG was the the way to go. Yeah. He was very, like, uh, against the grain and just did his own thing no matter what. Um, I really appreciate that. He didn't really, like, portray it in a demographic. He was just as. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he he made fun of everyone, too. Yeah, anybody can come get these hands. I'm bilingual. My hands are bilingual. Who wants these hands? (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, well, shit, we're back. All right, back on, back on the air. Um, we have, so Deround Hero, um, Pac-Man Patrick, yep. made this delicious, uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I assume it's delicious. Uh, Thank you. Hab- was it Habanero Jam? Yeah, so coronavirus, you know, shut everything down. So there was, in March, there was no, like, I had a bunch of shows and festivals line up, like the Cluster Funk Festival, shout outs to Jaden Swills. Ooh. Yeah, it's a spicy baby. Um, Molly, you gotta try some of this. <laughs> Molly, come on, you gotta. <laughs> so, uh, so there was a bunch of festivals and stuff coming up, and I was really excited, and coronavirus came, and I literally just watched 
each set just get closed down just one by one. I was just getting the email. Like, I was like, uh, uh, this show done. Sorry, man. Don't come out. Like, yo, this one, we're going to have to push it till next summer, maybe. Uh, nope. Sorry. And I was seeing my shows all the way up through fall getting closed down. So I was like, all right, well, I ain't got nothing to do. So I'm just going to rap, make beats. I'm going to get tired of that eventually. And my fiance was like, well, let's start a garden. And I was like, I don't know anything about it, but we'll figure it out. All right. So I started digging up, started digging up some uh, trenches and, you know, we planted some habaneros and some jalapenos and, oh yeah, sorry, man, get that out the way. Um, got some peas and some carrots. The car- the carrots came out really good for stew. We made some onions, some red, mm. o- some candy onions. So how many um, different ones did you have in how, your garden? How many different plants or vegetables? Um, let's see. <laughs> God damn it, dog. It's okay. She's doing her job. And take her on the hall for a little bit, maybe. She's okay. She's just doing her job. Oh, there's just oh, there's somebody yeah, walking. She hurt someone in my oh, hallway. I yeah. see. Okay. She's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, Sorry. She's continue. Doing her job. She's like, hey man, there's people here. Watch your back. <laughs> Watch your back, man. They out there. They out there. I hope you strap. So sorry, how many different did you say? Um, I had, well, habanero plants, I had three. I had like five jalapeno and then like three of a bunch of other things. Carrots, I had a whole row of like 12 bundles and like six <clears throat> bundles of onions. I had a bunch of stuff. It was a lot. At first, I thought, I was like, man, this is too much. I think, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is too much. But we ended up just watching a bunch of YouTube videos and. And just looking on the internet of like getting apps of like when they're gonna sprout and like how much water to give them and it was it was a fun experience so you know watch something grow from from nothing and then to make stuff out of it so we have some pineapple habanero jelly Damn, and just regular uh, cream cheese and we're gonna, you know and it's spicy so you know it's good it's, it has mm. a, it's a it's a sweet heat. You know, and like I said, a little goes a long way. Yeah. If you like hot, then, you know, it's good for you. Yeah, if if you're myself. wary of heat, then, you know, just a little dab. And it's kind of, I'd say it's about halfway up the scale for uh, hot ones. You know, you get okay. a little, you get a little sweaty. See, something like that, that'll set you straight, you know, oh. just a little dabby. You want to try one, Molly? You get on that? Well, Molly, what if you tried like half? It probably wouldn't even be that bad. The last time you made me try the spicy shit, it's gotten real. I'm seeing it. I put the cream oh, cheese. Well, this is not me. This is a, this is a different guest. <laughs> Come on, man. To be episode fifty. All right. <sighs> to the spicy bros. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Right? Mm. For that heat like kicking that. in? Yeah. It has a, the timing is really good. But the sweet's still good to where you're not hating it. You're like, oh my God, I'm on fire. It's balanced. Mm-hmm. And you can always just, you know, have a couple crackers yep. and some cheese balance it out. Yep. See? It's not that bad, Molly. See? Maybe off camera. See? He's, <laughs> he's not running away. 
He's not spewing snot out of his nose. I'm not trying to torture you. Just uh, maybe expand your palate a little bit. So, yeah. So, that's an idea that I was having for merch. Mm. Like, if I was to, like, just make a bunch of just jelly. And I'd just be at the show. Just <laughs> jelly. Like, what's up, yo? Round jelly. What's up? It's around here, limited edition. Hell yeah. Because like, it's limited as fuck. They love that shit. Just slap a fucking round hero sticker on there. <laughs> Like, yo, this is limited as fuck. He made this himself in his backyard with his own hands. What kind of what other kind of merch is that? Just blood, sweat, and tears. Is there a license you have to get to really not even not homegrown stuff? Oh. Um, I know you have because I did I did it the right way. Like I I, I sealed it and everything, and I yeah. boiled it and popped it and everything. So it is available to sale. Like I know that much. Like it's clean mm. and ready to go. It's still. It probably is. I was just curious because I know but sometimes I don't know like the legal, like the if legal route about it, like, like FDA like stuff. Mass type shit, so if you put in stores, yeah. you have to you go through FDA shit. I probably see. just need. I probably just need like a permit, like a local permit. Like if you were doing like a farmers market, depending mm, on when I go I see. city to city, be like, yo, I'm slanging this jelly. I need a permit. <laughs> This shit's fire. <laughs> Just get like a farmer get up, like get the overall. Yeah. <laughs> Farm around in the house. I grow these so yeah, habaneros. Man, like, that was that was an idea. Yeah, man, that was an idea that I had to like sell jelly at my shows. Damn, that'd be tight it's for the lighthearted though. Do you have any merch? Do you have any expeditions on that? Mm, I have designs and stuff ready. But I don't have any merch currently available. So I'm broke, man. You know? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just expensive. Yeah, I got one of Lolo's shirts. Uh, All right, do. This shit was pretty tight. Mm-hmm. My dog fucking chewed up some of it, though. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Lolo. I, I'll wear it for the <laughs> show, but I can't wear it in public. My back's all fucked up, man. <laughs> no, no, my cat sat on mine, so it was covered in white hair, so... <laughs> That's why I couldn't wait here. Mm. Man, I missed mm. eating this. This is the last of my last batch. If anybody's so, just listening to this, go on YouTube and watch it. So feel special. Yeah. Um, this is the last of the last batch. So if you if you mm. enjoy it, let me know. I'll definitely make more. Like I said. Holy shit. I was like, man, this is the last of it. I told Coleman I was going to bring really some. And I'll leave the... it. Yeah, if you like it. Fuck yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't even... Uh... Really like pineapple that much, but oh, for real, yeah, yeah. How you blended it, like it's that perfect, it's that perfect flavor of sweet and that perfect level of sweet, and it still has the orange of the habanero. Yeah, it's really good. And Molly is missing the fuck out. Right, <laughs> 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 I'm a perfect snacky snack right now. Um, no, but definitely like a perk to like uh, you rent your house, right? Hmm? You rent your house, mm-hmm. right? In my like, kitchen. <laughs> what was what was that? In my kitchen. Oh, that's where you grow. Yeah. Where, or, oh, you said is that where I write? No, sorry, rent. You rent your house. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I only rent my kitchen. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, that's a shitty deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I got, I got a house. I got a nice little spot. Thanks to Terrell. Thank you very much. I'm very appreciative. I really don't know. Where I would be if that location didn't come into my life. Because, like I said, I was living on a floor. I was living on my, well, now he's my brother-in-law. But, you know, at the time, you know, he was just my girlfriend's brother. 
and I was living. He he rented out a small attic apartment for himself, so he had you know the heart enough to let me crash on his floor. So it was a small like little attic apartment, and I was sharing a floor with his giant German Shepherd. So I was sleeping on the floor, walking to work, trying to you know figure out where to make the next move from there. It's like we didn't know where we were going from there. So Terrell got us hooked up with this house that we're in now. And like I said, I really don't know where the hell we would be for that. So thank you. But um, yes, I do rent that house. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that. <laughs> no, like, you're I fine. I just got to show the appreciation for that. No, we, we don't oppose rants or tangents at all. <laughs> we like that. Um, No, but like that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the perk to like having that. Like uh, it's kind of downfall to having an apartment. It's like I don't really have a lot of room to grow yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. I've thought about maybe like doing. There's an end. There's an indoor. You know, hot lights you can get. You grow your own stuff. It's true. No. I could grow uh, multiple things if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I'd try that in an apartment. That sounds really sketchy. Growing pop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how's co- how have you handled COVID and all that? And all this? I've just been, you know, responsible, like they've said. Wash your hands, wash your ass. Um, stay away. You know, stay away from big, stupid crowds. Um, you know, just wear a mask. It's not... It's not difficult. You're not going to die. You know, the industrial rave kids have been wearing masks for over decades. So, you know, and Scorpion and, <laughs> you know, it's you're going to be okay, man. Just we got to make it through this and, and stop hanging out and getting each other sick because you're just making it worse. And you're just going to mm-hmm. prolong this and then you're not going to have everything back. You're not going to have your normal shows back. That's why we're doing drive-in shows and hanging out online like you know i've been doing that since like the uvu and and skype when skype was first popping off and everybody was having like skype hangouts like that's what this feels like again it's like it's like skype just popped off again so everybody that's zoom is the new skype you know yeah um but you know you just got to keep your head up and watch out for your loved ones and check on your people you know, like like we were talking about earlier, like this is a your city. You know, a lot of people have lost their jobs, and you're trying to build stuff from scratch. So I'm grateful, you know, to be in a position to say that I still have a job and I can, I can work a nine to five. You know, and some of these people are trying to make something out of nothing. So you have the time to you know reach out and check on your people, then reach out and check on your people because you have no idea how these people are going on. So like. COVID's been interesting. Like, you've seen some stuff close that, you know, you never saw coming. You saw things, you know, came to light that you never saw coming. Like, new business that are built around coronavirus. But I appreciate the ones that are building to, you know, help help the people and not the ones that are just trying to make a profit. If you're trying to make a profit off of it, I I don't fuck with you at all. So... (laughs) You know, COVID, COVID, COVID. You know, yeah. either we're gonna, we got, we got to make it through this. That's it. That's all you can do. You know, you just got to take it a day by day. Yeah, the important thing is to, you know, and this is maybe kind of a tangent from COVID, but like, you know, through everything, we got to remember to, you know, stay bonded and to, you know, stay together, and not let, 
you know, small things get in the way of shit because, you know, when we're going through these rough times, it's really important. For sure, 100%. That. You got to watch the circle that you run in yeah. at all times. <laughs> you know, I, I really like the, almost like the mythology of like. Oh, man, your, I love explaining that album. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's, there's so many, like, entendres for the concept of running in circles. So get get into it. Like, what's, like, what, like, I, I kind of understand a little bit of what it is, but maybe, you know, black and white yeah, no, terms. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, So, like, so, you know, there's a lot. There's the circle of life, the circle of life that we're running in, the rat race of life that we're running in on a track. Like, we're always just on this wheel that, you know, we wake up. All right, time to go to work. All right, we're off of work. I want to do something that I'm passionate in. Ah, oh, my bad. I got all these chores, and I got to wash dishes. I got to take the dog out. And uh, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm just going to – I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow night. I'll make t- time for it tomorrow night. That tomorrow night never comes sometimes, man. That tomorrow night will go, and you can just get stuck in this loop. Shots to DK, stuck in a loop. Uh, you get stuck in this 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 cycle of you know doubting yourself, doubting you know like, is anybody even gonna really listen to this? Like who's anybody gonna see it? Am I really gonna fuck with it? Like care? Mm. You know you get stuck in this loop. Eventually you break that cycle when you make a new circle for yourself. So now it's a new circle that you're running in. Like ooh, hold on, maybe if I put thirty seconds, if I put thirty seconds, if I put thirty minutes of my day to like let's say just listening to this beat. Or reaching out to let's let's reach out to three producers. I got three minutes to reach out to three producers and tell them that I like their beat and that I could write something to it. I got thirty three percent chance that one of them's gonna hit me back. You know, cool, I'll take it. And some most of the time that happens. You know, and then there's a circle of your circle of friends. You have a circle of friends that you run in. You gotta watch your circle. Who's in your circle? That weakest link can break that circle. And then now you're, so there's the song do. Sometimes the circle that you run in, sometimes it just don't last. The circle just disbands, you know? You have, um, there's just so much. There's just so many. (laughs) So, um, and then, you know, it's Pac-Man itself is a circular figure. And it's, you know, then it became the round hero. That's a circle. And that's something that you're going to identify with. And what I pass out as souls are CDs, which are round. And that's a circle. So here you go. Here's running in circles. There's a circle for you to plug in. And you're going to play that and repeat because you fuck with it. And guess what the repeat symbol is? A circle. So everything is circles, man. It's, it's, it's my symbolism. I love it. So everybody's running in circles whether you believe it or not. That's how I saw it. And, and people rock with it. People love that shit. They're like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. And I didn't either. It took a while. As I'm writing it down, I'm like, oh, shit, hell yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, my short film I'm doing actually has a lot to do with like circles and loops. Like I, I believe that there's like a, there is like a certain, el- a certain uh, large, very large element in our lives that is like a loop and is like a circle. Um, yeah, especially like social media, like you wake up and like, what's the first thing you do? You have like your like three, six, however many apps that you wake yep. up in the morning, you look at and you yeah, look through routine. that loop. Yep. Yeah. You're in your routine, stuck in a loop. Um, when you learn something, how do you learn it? Uh, repetition. Ooh, so that's doing that over yep. and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Running exactly. in a circle, 
Some people are being into Some people don't learn. Those are the ones that are hard to agree with. The ones that don't learn. How many times you run in that circle? So let me ask you this. Do you... Are you promoting trying to break the circle? Do you want to... Or is it just like kind of something of life? It's both. It's yin and yang. I see. I see. Which is also a circle. (laughs) (laughs) With circles inside it. (laughs) Yep. And that's, you know, that's Pisces. That's my sign. So I guess it makes sense. That equilibrium. Damn. Uh, Is like Buddhism kind of... Like, do you look at any Buddhism or like Mm -hmm. say that nothing? Nah. I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of that <laughs> stuff, to be honest. Interesting. Um, kind of a tangent, but kind of related. Like, you, you talk about, like, you know, spending time, like, doing things. Uh, like, how much of your day do you commit to, like, rapping and working on your music? Because you've been doing this for 20 years. I mean, that comes with a lot of work. So, I mean, I'm guessing that maybe it's not even every day. Maybe it's just a certain amount of time um, in a week. But, like, how much time are you putting into this let's see with making beats since i'm still learning that's like hours so i usually de- devote my night time like my friday night saturday night thursday night any well since i got an afternoon shift is you know i'm a vampire i'm up at night mm-hmm. um yeah but if it's if it's writing it's probably before work it's probably because i'm i'm up about 7 8 and I'm already checking for beats, looking for what beats I got to write to, who I got to record for. Um, I already got a list because I've opened up collab season. So, you know, shout to IV, Rello, PR, Henry. Like, it's, it's a list going on already of people that I got to record songs for. Um, for, like, writing, uh, it depends on if I feel the beat that day. Um if I, there's some days where I hear it, I'm just like, mm, well, you know, get a little bounce to it. Like, uh, an hour will pass of me trying to freestyle to it. I'm just like, nah, okay. And then I'll just go on to the next beat. And then, you know, that'll be Monday. And then the Wednesday will come and I'll put it on again. And then, you know, something will happen, like my tailpipe's dragging. Or, you know, I got to start walking to work again. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel it. You know, like, oh, okay. So it's, I got stuff to rap about, you know, or something to express at least. And it'll give me something to build on, you know, to get a verse out or a story to tell at least. But um, I don't know. The process is just, is I, I just rap throughout. I, I usually spend a lot of my time just talking to myself and just rapping to myself throughout the day. And if it sounds cool, then I'm writing it down. And if it doesn't, then, you know, on to the next one. So it's not really I'm like devoting. It's like time to like write a verse. It's not like I'm like, all right, four p.m. It's rap writing time. I was doing that. Um, like in college, I was doing that. Like after practice, I'd be like, all right, from seven to eight, this is it. Beats on loop. I gotta pump out a sixteen bar verse, no matter what. And that was my writing exercise for a good like four or five months. And I was just like, just knocking beats out. Just boom, 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 boom. My writing game was on point. And I just slowly, you know, life goes on. You can't you can't do that every day anymore. I'm just, some people can. So I was to the people that can. But, you know, I'm just not one of those people. So I just, you know, rap while I'm living. I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, especially in the. You got to do what you got to do. In the fast moving world. What was it? Um. I was listening. I was listening to your stuff the other day at work, kind of prepping mm-hmm. for this. So oh, yeah, you had Thank that you. one line. Uh, 
if it wasn't for rap, I'd probably be insane or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, man, that was uh, let's see, that was the last track. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that was the day I go. Um, see, I can't break it down like that in line. I have to like do it from the beginning. <laughs> it's like a, so. It's like a whole entity yeah, for you. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. like I have to start from the top. Let me see. I've been putting this together for a minute with no intention of it ever coming to an end. So tired of it. Ah, uh, tired of it. Every tired, every tired of it. Having no distance, like the mics jumping. Ah oh, man, I need it with a beat. I can't. <laughs> Let's see. Pen. It's getting so different. The mics jumping out my hand. It's getting so different. The mics jumping out my hand. Getting crazy. Getting crazy. Ah. Uh, hold on. I got this. I got this. I got this. Ah. Uh, my so-called friends. Why I go MIA on a soul I give? Is this? Oh, hold on. I got this. I got this. Soul I give Nah man Totally Ghosting it <laughs> I need the beat It was something like that Yeah no If it wasn't for hip hop I'd probably go insane Wander in my brain Calling it a game Some, Yeah that yeah. sounds right Um Dang Yep <laughs> Nope I need the beat I need the beat for that Your music's dense though uh, Yeah like you I usually have to start it from the top And then I can just fill it in like I think people even like listening to this and like listening to what you like, what, what was it you were rapping to Eminem or like uh, it's very apparent listening to you that you're a very articulate person. Like yeah, man, sit back and just listen to lyrics. Yeah. It's the fun part, man. If if they're a good lyricist, then you can imagine the pain, the picture that they're painting. That's why I, that's what I like about live performing and and not. I try not to hate on it, but. I don't really like rapping over vocals. Like, if you're rapping over your vocals, I'll probably get bored and I'll probably have to, you know, I'm probably going to go link up with other artists or I'm going to go get some water or something. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're rapping over your own track, you you really got to bring the energy. Like, some people can do it. Some people can rap over their own track and bring the energy and and you can tell that they're they're rapping it to rap it. And then there's some people that are just there to sing along with their own track and I'll just get super bored. And... What I like about lyricism is you get this opportunity to paint a picture with your lyrics. It's the same as um, like your paintings, your paintings. If you were to go on stage and paint your painting, people would be like, ooh, they would watch it. Like let's say if you were watching it in like in a hyperlapse and you were painting hella fast. People would just be like, ooh, that's fucking cool. Like you're, it's the process. But instead yeah. of you just like, I, here's this painting I did. Watch me trace over it with an ima- <laughs> with an imaginary pencil in regular speed. Hell yeah, regular speed. That's where it's at. You're gonna get bored. Nobody will watch that. So like that's what that. So you've seen me perform. Like I'm I'm just I'm just going all out. I'm just pouring it all out there, hoping somebody catches on. And people do. People like it. So I ain't gonna trip. I feel like going up there and embarrassing yourself. Uh, it just opens you up more. In some yeah, way. yeah, you gotta be able to like humility, be humble, and, like humiliate yourself a little bit. I start, I start most of my sets with like, I don't know what I'm doing up here. I don't even know why they let me up here, but I'm gonna <laughs> do something, and we'll figure it out from here on out. And then people listen, and they put their hands up, and they cheer, and they do their hooks. I'm like hell yeah, that's the point of being an MC. Yeah, move the crowd.
Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, I, I, I almost forgot to ask you this. And I can't believe I almost did. Uh, you actually headlined for Afroman, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? I didn't headline for Afroman, have... but I opened up for him. I was like the artist before yeah. the artist before I misspoke. that. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh man, that was a great experience that I probably wouldn't have had without Austin Blythe. Shout out Damn, to him for real. Again. Yeah, I was at work and he called me and I was at working at the foundry at the time and I didn't get the, an- I didn't get to answer and I called him back and he was like, Hey man, are you, uh, interested in opening for Afro man? And I was like, that's a no-brainer. I was like, when is it? And he was like, April 17th. No, it was like April 18th or 19th. He was like, oh, it was like the, the Saturday before 420. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, duh. Duh. I was like, where at? Gabe's? Like, Gabe's in Iowa City? Shout out to Gabe's. Didn't they just close down? No, no, no. They're still, they're oh, okay, still, okay, hold, they're still holding on. Okay. Good. Um, Not trying to spot, spot <laughs> false rumors. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, continue. Sorry. Sorry, pup. <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, "Yeah, bet. Sign me up, man. No question asked." Like, if at, I'm new, I am more than a hundred percent against pay for play. But I kind of grew up listening to Afro Man. Like, I was a little kid on the back of the bus with all the kids singing Colt Forty Five, and because I got high, you know, we were little shithead kids on the back of the bus. You want know, to be to open up for someone that. You know, was doing you heard on the radio as a kid, like hell yeah. So you know that show was really cool to to just get up there in front of a. That was my first like full crowd, like packed, like it was front front to back crowd, like everybody watching you. When was this again? Um, April eighteenth of two thousand and eighteen. Of eighteen. Okay. Yep. Okay. uh, So before you even met Lolo and all. Yeah, this was Damn. even before the Lolo scene. No, 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 no. This was Lolo was there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. hold on. Uh, April of 2019. I'm sorry. Yeah, ah, it was okay, 2019. Okay. Yeah, it was. Dang, time flies. <laughs> yeah, it was last fly. spring. Circle. Yep. <laughs> um. Um. So yeah, it was cool to rap for a full crowd and show everybody running. I got to perform pretty much the whole album except for like a couple tracks. Nice. Um. Wow. I brought. Uh, one of my things that I like to do in my sets is to bring up another artist that I either just met or I haven't met at all and have them hop on a second verse of a song just for them to like showcase their thing because it's such a cool feeling man. just get up on stage and just, just rock the mic yeah it's like know? jazz and you get off yeah. stage and the people are like yo man you killed it you killed it. that's the best the best hype it's the best hype in the world so like, I love giving that experience to other people like hey man you, you like my last show, someone was freestyling. Like, hey man, you coming up on the next set? Come up. Um, so that was cool to have, you know do that with somebody. Shout out to James Tyler. I remember his name. I remember my people. Um, and just to see, I, I ain't trying to like you know toot my own my own horn or nothing, but I I kind of feel like I was the best. Perf- if I could find the footage, I'll put it up. But I feel like I was the best performance of the night. You know, besides Afro Man. <laughs> Because, like, when I was done and I finished with The Day I Go, and, um, you know, I had the crowd doing the hip-hop chant, and then, you know, I had uh, DJ Envision cut it off, and, you know, I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm done. It's, it's a wrap. And then the crowd cheered. It was just, it was deafening. You couldn't hear anything. You all hear, so, 
Damn. And I was just like, oh, Holy shit. 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 Yo, this was, yo, there's a big smile on my face. And I got off stage. Everybody wanted to know who I was, yada, yada. I, I ain't going lie. I was super unprepared. I had nothing on me. I had no CDs. I had no merch. I had no nothing. I was just there to rock the mic. I was just there to see what it was. I didn't know what to expect. And it was, you know, it was definitely a night I won't forget. So I, I don't regret not being prepared because I learned next time to be mm, prepared. I feel so, you, yeah. Damn, it was dude. just one of those moments. It was a good time, and then at the end, I caught you know I got to, I got to catch a cute, a couple seconds with Afro Man back backstage before he got to. How leave was that? It was cool. He was high as hell, so he was like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> take I'm a sure. pick." <laughs> God, I remember listening to that as a kid and feeling like a rebel. Cool, <laughs> yeah, Jesus man, exact. right? Baby, that's all we. So need. I was like, "Hell no, nah, I'm gonna turn down opening for Afro Man for sure." Shouts to Afro Man. Fuck I, yes, I'll send him this video. That, that is just shouts to Afro God. Man. I know someone that like He'll open for me, that. You can't forget these curls. <laughs> hey, we'll uh, we'll like tag him on social media. Maybe he'll watch. Um, <clears throat> how, so, how many times would you say you performed then? Ooh, man, I've lost count. It's been since 2011. Uh, Backyard Fest with my boy. Uh, well, with my day one Virgil Wolf, and uh, it was my. In the backyard of my homie aunt, he was throwing a, a festival of like metal bands, and like me and Virgil were like the only rappers on the on the bill. So it was just like a bunch of just metal, just head banging. <sighs> and then I come in with like '90s boom bap, I, you know. And I didn't even, I barely knew my words. It was, uh, it was, it was a cool time. It was fun. People liked it. I was like, okay, cool. Y'all like it, all right. Um. So many, man. There's a lot. Uh, so you've been performing since 2011, though? Yeah. Wow. There's been... Nine years. Let's Jesus. see. Uh, Backyard <coughs> Fest, uh, Cornerstone, uh, you know, you know, talent shows in high school, um, at my college, uh, Hot Shots, Virgil, uh, not Virgil Wolf. Uh, yeah, at Virgil Wolf's house, the Wolf Den. Uh, that was probably my best show ever. Um, I've opened up for Wax a couple times in South Dakota. Shouts to Wax. He's probably one, he's like one of my biggest inspirations. Wow. That like made me want to like start putting stuff out like like on the internet, like this, like getting in online ciphers and shit like that. So that was that was from Wax and like dumbfounded in that era. Um, um, did some stuff in Florida. I performed in Chicago. Wow, um, dang! So you've actually performed like yeah, man. I've been out, over. man. I'm not just like an internet rapper and like not like I, I like I said. I want to do this around the world. Like I want to take this global. So like we were like, you know, best <laughs> best Oscaloosa rapper. I'm like nah, man. Like it's, it's more than that. Man. I'm trying to be bigger than that. Like it's it's not. It's, I'm trying. I'm trying to touch the whole world, not just these Oski streets. You know, that's fucking awesome, man. Uh, it's such a pleasure to know you and know someone that is doing oh, yeah, all that. Man. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> this is kind of going on a tangent, but yeah, and for sure. we, we were we were talking about this before, and uh, you said maybe you're that you're not an expert, on it, and we don't even need to get into this. But we have not done a podcast since the election, and since we and um 
as far as it appears, we have a new president. Yeah. Um, what, what it's looking like? Yeah. What was your What's your take on this? What's your brief oh, take? Oh man, I mean, it, it's like I told you before. Every time the election comes around, the circus is in town. Yep. <laughs> you only see people balancing on balls. You know, yep. getting elephants to balance on balls to get everybody. You see elephants and sometimes donkeys balancing on balls to get them to ooh and ah. You know, to like vote for me, follow me. Which one's cooler? You know, we're trying to appeal to you guys, and it's uh, I've never really big and been big into politics. For this time around, I've seen it. It's been a very big difference. Mm, um, yeah, the importance of it. For like, sure. mm, you know, I'm not gonna make it a big bashing session and all of this, but like. The, some of the people that follow the current administration, like to heart, like to heart, like believe like Trump is an angel with wings <laughs> and, and you know, he really has these Rambo guns. A vote he, for Trump is a vote for he, God. And he's, and he's, yeah, like, you know, take it to the soul. Like those are the people like, you know, they replace their Confederate flag with a Trump flag. Those are the people, you know, I just, I just stay around. I just stay away from them, man. Yeah. Like, if they need help, they got in a car wreck, I'll help them out, man. I'll pull them up. I'll call you a toll. I'll help you change your flat tire. I still got you. You know, you may hate me. You may hate that I have a white fiance. You may hate that I speak Spanish. You may hate that I'm poor. You may hate that I'm cool with gay rights. You may hate that I'm cool with equal rights. But guess what? I still got your back if you need me. And that's that's all I got. That's how my mom raised me. If you need help, I got you. If you hate me, that's cool. Eventually you won't. Hopefully. You know, you can't hate me forever. If you do, then... <laughs> All right, man. Have a, have a good day. Have a good week. Uh, you know, the election has brought out so much hate for some from some people. Yeah, like yeah, like I'll be out at the the one time I would be out with my fiance. She never saw it, but we were holding hands and we got looked up and down. It was just like the most disgusting look I ever got. And I, old me would have just straight up on site would have just yup, but. These days, I realize I can't afford to be angry, or else I'm a dead. I'm dead. That's it. I can't afford to be angry. There's other stories I have. I I, I don't even want to put it like that. You know, it's not be a bashing season or nothing like that. You know, it's just it's it's just been an awkward time since this whole transformation, yep. and people have. We've talked about this. We're somewhat of a cult following. Like they'll just like just they got they're like turkeys. Yes. They're like turkeys in the rain. And they're just like, ah, oh, and they're just taking it all in. Just all this Trump, just all this Trump reign. They're just like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> give it to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, come on, man. You gotta be, you gotta keep your human decency first before mm-hmm. all these like political values come into place. We're, at the end of the day, we're still homo sapiens. Yeah. And we're still humans. And people forget that. They just want, they just, it's the wool over their eyes. And they, what they want to see is what they want first. They see their wants over their needs. Yeah. I think the, you know, you describe that like, you know, Trump, the, you know, like Turkey's <laughs> like, you know, I think a lot of people like that with Biden too. Yeah. That's the really, yes, yeah, not, yeah, no, for sure. hundred percent. That's the really like 
I think antagonizing thing about all this, and and, like, the, and the media portrays the far extremes more yep. than anything. Like they exactly, don't, they don't give any love to the like centrists of like the people that are just neutral and chilling out. They're just like, no, look at all these crazy people over here versus all of these crazy people over here. Look at how crazy this is right now. So now you got people out here rioting in the streets because you just kept pushing that crazy versus crazy. So yep. now it's like you're crazy, and now you're like, no, you're crazy. You're like, no. <laughs> Now, now we all look crazy. Now we all look crazy uh, uh, beyond these borders. So I got friends over, you know, and I got Canadian friends. We're friends in Russia and Hong Kong. And I'll ask them, like, hey, man, so what kind of look over there? Like, man, so y'all look kind of wild over there. You know, are you safe? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm a small time out. I'm good. But, you know, it's like, there's some, he's like, I see some places out there that are wild and out. It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> You know, the times are getting a little hot right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's just another day in, in our in our history book. And um, hopefully these pages in history don't get stuck together and just get looked over. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of the thing that worries me about this transition. Like, I, I, I've said this before in the podcast, I think with Benny the Jet. Like, people really need to think, like, is Trump the problem or the uh the or the effect of the problem like is he result like problem? a catalyst of some sort yeah like, like is he the like shining light to show how everybody is i wouldn't even or, i wouldn't even give him that much credit I, like true, yeah. <laughs> true. It, has, it has been true. it has been like that before this man popped yeah. his, his head in for the race i wouldn't even give him credit yeah, necessarily yeah. just the, like the the result of like people putting into power someone like that is it is like getting rid of him really going to solve the problem? No, not at all. The problem is not going to go away. Yeah, not at all. So I guess that I mean, and I'm no. not I'm not saying either way. Like this Biden Harris administration is not or is not a. I'm not going to say our like. If, if we want to be honest, I you know I I voted. Yeah, <laughs> I voted. I'm going to say who I voted for. It's not important. It's not important. That's done. It, it, we already really, know it really is. It's really not. It's not important. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I lost my whole train of thought because I remember who I voted for. But uh, what were we talking about? How the election went. Like you were saying who you voted for and then. Uh, I don't know the result of what's all going on with it. Yeah, like, yeah, you were saying how you know he we wouldn't give him that light because you know all that stuff's been going yeah, on before. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's, it's just another election season. We see this. We saw this before. Not to this degree. Uh, kinda. I did. I saw it to this degree when Obama first got in. Because when mm. when Obama first got in, I was eighteen. You know, I was a young, naive 18-year-old. I didn't care about politics still. So, like, I didn't vote. You know, I just watched the TV and I see what was going on. And, um, you know, he won. And to see the the reaction of, you know, I was fresh into Iowa. So, like, I moved up here August. 
Obama won November, so I was still new up here, so I didn't really know a lot of people or was you know, associating with a lot of people, but I immediately knew who I didn't want to associate it with, because as soon as Obama got you know, elected, it was inward this, inward that, or we got inward and leading this, and I was like, oh, where am I? I thought I left the South. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's the boon. You know, so it's been before Trump. You know, it's been it's even before Obama. It's been before us. It's it's been imprinted in us. It's something that's been raised in generations with us. It's gonna be a while. It's still gonna be a few generations. So that goes away. For the election, oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, Biden and Harris aren't our. You know, aren't the you know knights and savior of this country. (laughs) It's just you know another person to take place. Of this Oval Office until another person takes place of this Oval Office and another place that takes and guess what it stays in a cycle of this Oval Office which is another shape of a what a circle <laughs> we're just gonna keep running in this circle and try and figure it out and this is all we're doing oh we'll vote for this guy hopefully they can figure it out here you want the shit sandwich I left you because I you know I didn't do the best. And then he's gonna do, and then it's gonna get passed on. It's gonna get passed on. It's, gonna, it's all it is until we until we die. Then it goes to the next generation. So let me ask you this: going back to circles, do you think this circle will ever end? The circle that you're talking about, government and all that. <sighs> do you think there's a point here, and like with our generation and our minds, that this could end, or do you think we're just? Fucked? Oh, I believe this can end for sure. I believe this can end it's all of this stuff like the, the the whole democracy and stuff yeah that's been around before you know our current time you know and it was in, in our ancestors mm-hmm. and the forefathers and all of that but like the you know the modern civilization that we live in you know that can be taken away quick i mean we saw that with covid mm-hmm. and we started shutting all that stuff down are you going to your sports games cut forget that oh you going out cut nope going to the park nah cut it you know, people were just literally trapped in their apartment. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yep. All I did was go out to the clubs. <laughs> you know? I feel like all that stuff can end. But, like, the circle of this election thing, until they... I I feel like if it's less of a competition and more of a let's come together and try to compromise on something, I feel like we could do better. But still, it's just this versus this and it is i hear the advertisements some of the like the 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 debate commercials it's like donald trump going first at biden it's had clashing sounds and explosions i'm like why is it like why do they have to be why does it have to be a competition like why can't we all just come together so we can build like i know there's a bunch of things that mean you don't agree on but guess what we can still build things together yeah exactly like we don't have to hate each other for it they want us to war with each other what cops tripping it's more than what's televised i know that they're telling lies come on man i see it every day yeah yeah well and that's kind of the beautiful thing i feel like about living in iowa is like i feel like the extremist nature that you see in the media is not really here in Iowa. It is in some forms, but you don't, I mean, you don't go out in the street and see shit burning down. No, not, no, not here in Iowa. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, I mean, they just opened a fresh new Trump, Trump shop in my, in my town. Wait, really? Yeah. They made a brand new little warehouse 
Trump shop that sells nothing but Trump memorabilia. Oh my got god! Like Twenty flags like out on the main street. It's like make liberals cry and like all this stuff. And so guess what? My whole town just followed in suit. Got a bunch of turkeys in the rain. Ooh, I want one of those Rambo Trump flags. So now they're just like all over town. Like I walk out of my houses and like my neighbors got a big old, big old God guns, God guns, Trump glory <laughs> and uh, something else. And it's like, come and take it. And like a big American <laughs> Eagle Trump flag. And I'm just like, oh, it's Probably great. about to be on clearance Jeez. pretty soon. Oh, my God. You think he's still going to do the rallies and all that? Do what? Do, do I all think the... he's still going to do the rallies? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He's an entrepreneur at first. He said it. That was his intention was to run this com- this com- this country as a business. I heard it out of his own words. So, like, and he that's what he did. He's like, I'm here to make some money. Guess so what? Now his merch game is on point. His <laughs> merch game is on point. All he needs to do is drop a mixtape. Oh, my God. That would be. Right or wrong. Tell cool. me. With oh Kanye. With Kanye Ooh. on the beats, because they're already homies. <laughs> right or wrong? Hey, Kanye, I need a little four track. What's up? It could happen. Can it not happen? We already got Trump as a president. <laughs> I would just. Hey, if Trump, if you hook up with Kanye, hey, man, I got you on the collab. I ain't even going to be mad. All right. We'll be hook it up. Do y'all listen to that shit? <laughs> Hook it up. Just Let's go. Loser shit. <laughs> I, I uh, there's this comedian Tim Dillon. He has a podcast. He was talking about like how Hollywood is just gonna like accept Trump back into their arms and just like oh, use yeah, him as the fucking ultimate troll. Yeah. Like Trump comes back and they're like doing like reality TV with him. At, like him and Melena, dude. Do you think Melena's just gonna dump him like the minute after like, after it's out? Because <sighs> he's not. He's probably not worth what he is. Like his value is probably gonna go if down. If she lost him, she get half. She dip out. She That's get the thing. Half. Like and, better... the, and, the, and the memes are her like slapping his hands away. So it's like she's like, you just wait till you get out of this motherfucker office. So maybe she'll play it by ear, see yeah, if it gets so better or worse. Down. Yeah, so just slow it down and wait till his book deal. He's gonna get his book deals and then his movie deals of like imaginary. What if he was the president again? And then. <laughs> You know, he's like I say, I'm telling you, he's going to come out with a mixtape, man. I'm telling you, he's, it's going to come. You know, his merch game is too heavy to not be out there on the mic. Dude, and the thing is, he's going to get like, he's going to actually get popular artists on there. He's like actually going to yeah. pay him out. No, no fucking do it. And people will realize, oh my God, these people are just out. <laughs> he's already got a little pump. He already had a little pump out there. He called him a little pimp. Yeah, you can pull that video up. I'll watch, we'll watch that one. Dude. We didn't watch the video up yet. It was one of Trump's rallies. He's like, yeah, oh. we got a real famous guy up here. here what? You know, I haven't like, seen this. We got a real famous oh, guy up shit. here. A little, uh, oh, little yes. pimp. little pimp. Ha, ha, ha. There we go. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, uh, so was this before or after the election? Before. No, no, yeah, this was like right was before. The Oh shit! Is the volume not on? Just look at the difference. Oh, it looks so good. It was like I think it was like one of his rallies, like for the to, for the election. Oh, it's before Georgia November third. Or actually, November third. Well, it got released on. Skip Trust it. Me, I'm right there with you. Please. 
who's one of the big superstars of the world, Little Pimp. <laughs> Look at that merch game. Look at that merch game in the back. Little pimp. <laughs> How's it going? Do you want to come up and say something? All right, you know who Little Pump is. <laughs> this is not how he talks. Come on up here. Come on up here. God. Does everyone know who he is? Uh, you know he, he really is like an old grandpa. He's like he's like an old grandpa on coke. He's like trying to be hip. That's a nice yeah, I say pimp, man. Oh God. Hello, everybody. How you guys feeling? <sighs> Who are you? President, I appreciate everything you've done for our country. You brought the troops home, and you're doing the right thing. MAGA 2020. Don't forget that. 2020. How much does net value drop after this? Good again, 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 good again. Good speech, young man. Huge. Huge. <laughs> that was the best speech I ever heard. Better than Huge any speech. of those speeches. Hugest. Almost as good it's as so mine. Not lead. quite, but almost. <laughs> love it. I love. Oh my god, that's so been so good. It's a yeah, big star. Big, big star. star. Big star. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, I love I, it. I love it. The entertainment value is oh always god. fun. That's why I love the election. Is this? <sighs> Then memes became a thing, and I was like, "Hell yeah, yeah help me out!" You know, th there's this theory circulating that like uh, th that's the reason he won was through the meme. But there's like a huge like conspiracy of memes just thrown out about Donald Trump. I don't know. About uh, so yeah, that's my uh, standpoint <laughs> on the election. That's, the spiel. that's yeah. my spiel on it's, the election. Uh, it's I wish it was, and in a nutshell, I wish it was more uh, driven for unity instead of division. Like, yes. Hey, this person yes. kicks babies. Don't vote for him. Hey, fuck that guy. He kicks puppies. Don't vote for him. That's what I'm. That's that's what the normies are hearing. Cause that's what they hear on the radio all day. What, what I'm mainly seeing is I'm seeing it's dirt slinging. It's like, oh, that's a, it's disc records. Yeah. The both sides that were at play four years ago are reacting opposite of what they did. Literally, sure. the 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 hypocrisy and the bias is so apparent. So flop, I flop. So I guess we'll see. I, I, I mean, kind so, yeah. of. That's my nutshell, man. Yeah. I just want to bring it together so we can all build something. I Unity. swear, like, yep. we all work together. We can fucking build some cool-ass shit. Look at Japan, man. They got Gundams. They got, they got life-size Gundams. Oh, yeah, because you're not an anime, dude. Let's 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 oh, bring them. Let's, yeah, Molly's on it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm an I'm a anime, anime nerd, too. I'm so behind. <laughs> I, like, I never realized how popular anime was in the hip-hop culture until I started this podcast. Like, Jesus, yeah. I'm so behind it all. No, you got, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, see, look. They got what is a that, whole, a Transformer? Nah, so. Japanese. It's, oh, yeah, okay. it's a so, Gundam mech suit. So is it a knockoff or did Transformers knock them off? Transformers knock them off. 100%. Yeah, man. Uh, USA steals everything. I mean, Gundam's not like a specific. Here, genre. blow it up. I can't really. If you want to pull the video up, of the, the, yeah. like, because they got it, like, walking now. They got it. Well, not walking, but they got it. They can make it. It's, yeah, it's just, moving. It's moving now. Here, blow it up. I remember when it's at 2010, it was just a standstill. But 
So like I said, if we work together, we can build some cool ass shit. There's no way we don't have the technology for that. Yeah. We got billions and billion dollar military budget. And you're telling me we can't build some cool shit? Yeah, we gotta cut that shit down. The 59-foot-tall bot weighs 25 tons. So that's, that's just them fucking off. So is that is that a program or is that like a yeah, guy controlling? Okay. Nah, there's not a pilot in there. It's programmed right now. But look how, look how smooth that is. Wait till they get it off the brackets. And you're like, oh yeah, RC. Here's my question. Why do people like think this is a good idea? They see these movies... Where, like, have this you happens. Ever, have you, you've never seen Gundam Wing or Gundam G Gundam? No, no. That? I've seen Godzilla. Like, I've seen... No, no, no. This isn't that. This well, is, like... My point is, like, building anything this big that can do that, that's a scary premise. What was that? No, he's just talking about... Following. I'm just talking about structurally. Just, just I mean, following AI, too. the ideas of, the, you know, the movies and shows that yeah. we grew up watching. Like, a life-size Gundam. Like, like you never, Terminator. You never saw that come in. We were, like, six... And like so in the show these things are fucking like space they're like space robots that just fly and they there's a super aerodynamic compared to their competition they're the, oh. the, the, the earth robot the earth robots they're all clunky big chunky robots and then the gundams show up they're like ninjas with like dual blades and like gatling guns on their chest and the theme is like Oh God! It's a Gundam, and they're just getting sliced in half, and they're just so like like you said, the fact that we're trying to recreate this is a, is a crazy concept. Yeah, it's very it's not very well thought out. I mean, like <laughs> it could backfire, it, it, it could this, definitely backfire. I mean, despite the movie, I mean, you know, a movie's a movie, whatever. But like, just like that logic of it, like it, like creating something that you can't control. Hell like yeah. like AI would turn like people not like these people who create AI they all like their training course should at least be all the Terminator movies they have to watch through all of them or I'm serious man <laughs> Jurassic Park two <laughs> you didn't see them get loose yeah, I didn't learn they get loose in this one there should be a series of, like five movies like dealing with like the don't scope of humanity this. and building something that you can just cannot control. Here, don't do these things. Recording ghosts, Ouija boards? No, don't do that. There was some, uh, I was listening to a podcast where Google did like this training program thing where they, it wasn't movies, but it was kind of similar to that. They made them take all these like humanitarian type courses to like teach them about them AI thinking or? well yeah with ai and like kind of like the the scope of power and like you know because how much power google really has like in the early days before you know now all this kind of crazy crap has happened like in the really early days of google they like had that implemented in part of their stuff yeah they, were they the lost king, it man <laughs> yeah yeah they were the king at one point google it <laughs> google's i mean they still are the yeah. king i think oh I mean, for sure because they bought out everything else He's buying everything left and right. It is a true uh, monopoly. In, and they got uh, a Google phone plan now. Really? Google Fi. Is oh, Google my F God. Yeah they, got, yeah, they got their own phone plan now. <sighs> I remember the Google goggles. That was the cool concept. That was like the first like AR. That was uh, in like 2008. Yeah, the Google Fi. Fi. Google Fi. Google yeah. Fi. So like huh. technology, man, that's been a whole other distraction for yep. humankind 
Yeah, uh, people. I feel like people aren't even really seeing what's going on around them. They're so sucked in. Because, like you said, you wake up and you got that routine. I got to check my Snapchat. Who snapped me? All right, now I got to check these thirty-seven stories of people mm-hmm. listening to their songs in their cars. <laughs> And some food pics. Okay. All right. And I'm going to respond. All right. Now I'm going to go over to Instagram. Let me check these hearts. All right. Check these other 12 stories of people, you know, boomeranging. Okay. Cool. Now on to the cesspool of Facebook. That is just a huge, just waste train wreck of time. And then, you know, and it just goes on. And you, like you said, you know, you just go into your cycle. And then before you know it, you wake up at 8 for, you know, it's 1130. And you're like, oh, shit, what did I do my with my My morning day? is gone. God, oh, yeah, it's just done. <laughs> and that's, you know, yeah, yep. That's the sad thing about these apps, too, is, like, they're designed for that. Yeah. They're designed to literally make us self-destruct and, like, yep. get- The whole eighth of your day is just like, whoop. Yep, gone, <laughs> gone. Um, so before we wrap this up, we've been going for almost two and a half hours, hey, probably damn, with, with breaks, but like still right, a lot. Cool. That happens here in the Macau Service Studio. That's we good. That's a time. good, that's a good essence. Exactly. Um, so what's the future for Pac-Man, Drowned Hero, what you're all doing? I know we got, you know, COVID right now, so a lot of things are uncertain, but you yeah. talked about a new album. Um, I don't know how much you, how many details you want to spit. Sure, man, um, yeah. We have our our track the one i produced and yep. you record over we're gonna get it mastered and get it out I don't know, what are you doing a single with that are you gonna put an album what are you want um do? well if we get the sample cleared i'll definitely put that on the album man it's super catchy i mean i should, i don't even care if the sample gets cleared because I, I don't even I think still beats. Find it, like i said like my standpoint on sampling is you know it's it's all fun and games and if you blow up and that person wants a piece of the pie, then bet, man. Feed, feed them. Like, there was a video I just watched. Uh, I mean, y'all can look this up later. It's called, it was on the, the Amen break. And it was literally just the drum break. And it was a, it was a, a history of that drum break. And that came from 1969. And that just kept getting sampled. That was the most sampled, it's the most sampled sound ever. Like, Damn! I think mean, that's the history. Is it's the most sampled soundbite ever, and the sad part is the person that literally, you know, did that drum. He died homeless with no money. Oh sick. god! And like it was like in the in the in the eighties. He died homeless on drugs, and, and you know, no money. He didn't even get any compensation for that. And all these artists were blowing up. LL Cool J, you know, I'm gonna knock you out. Had, and all these, all these artists were using this break and blowing up. He didn't see, a, he didn't get anything from it. And the the leader of that group was getting compensation for that. You know, mm. the people finally got together and op- they had to open up a GoFundMe for people to donate for him to get paid for that. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Like it's fucked. So for sampling for me, if I was a blow up and the sample was the main, but like, yo, man, you were using my sample. Guess what, bro? Here's a break. You know, here's a piece of the pie. Like you, that this song wouldn't have became anything if I never would have yeah. got that sample. 
Well, you know? I will say the person that so, was sampled from is not going to be suffering. But yeah, we're not going to spoil <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's the fun. That's the fun in, in the art of sampling. Is like guess it's, it's like hide and seek. Yeah, you gotta find come, it. You got to come find it. You know, <laughs> pretty simple. It, you um, know, in the age of automation, too, they won't find it. Yeah. So for the for the question for the future of the round hero, man, it's. With COVID, it's definitely put a stunt on seeing the future. It's something I talk about with my fiance all the time. Cause like I said, we we're supposed to be getting engaged in April, and you know, it's always been on my mind. Like, you know, is it worth it? Putting my family in risk, and you know, friends and family, and you know, doing the travels and all of that. So we're, you know, we'll see day by day. But yeah, like I said, the future is hard to see. But for the for the music, I I, I have. Uh, I have very positive views coming for the music because I've been, you know, reaching out more. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of it is, you know, more of an online touch. But I'm still out doing, you know, personal shows from a distance, you know, and, you know, keeping my distance from people. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to get out there and, you know, you know, see faces because that's part of being a human. You got to interact with people. Yep. You know, you're going to be a, a madman growing your beard out in the woods. Um. For the music, like I've been reaching out to people from like all points of the country, like you know, shouts to to Rello and Philly. We got um, high high school music, not high school music, high Sunday high school music, high Sunday music out in Sacramento. We got Jade out in Philly. We got uh, you know, we got Jay Storm out in New York. I got my brother out in Alabama. Shouts to PR. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just working with so many people that, you know, now they have the time to, you know, this is the time to collaborate. If all y'all doing is just sitting down and, and you're in the studio, great, make something. Cause this is something to tell your story. This is the perfect time to tell your story about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, down the road we're going to need those records. Yeah. You know, what happened? Oh, I got this track. Mm. I got that track. This will happen. Oh man. You know. You know, Black Lives Matter came back again. You know, racial tension was all time high. You know, dang. Feeling like we're going back in time. You know, president, intellectual scandals again. This ain't the first time, so we're running in that circle again. Like, the the music tells a story. So it's just, it's just how it's just going to keep going. And, you know, my music is part of my life. So as long as I'm alive, there's always going to be a part of my music that's going to tell that part of the story. So I'm an old ass man. I feel like I'm gonna do this till I get, you know, dementia and forget how to write. <laughs> you know, but I feel like it'll just go till it goes. Do you have an That's estimated? Do you have an estimated day when your album might come out? No, nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm not disciplined enough. I need to be. Um, you know, I wanted to make it something that was personally produced by myself. But then, you know, I started reaching out and meeting all these p- cool people. And I'm like, oh, man, I want this song on the album, this song on the album, this song. I have, like, 30 songs. Like, the, the album's done. I just need to, like, break it down of what I want on it. Mm. It's titled Tunnel Vision. So, like, it was perfect timing for when I was learning how to make beats. So you're just, you know, you're stuck in, like you say, you're stuck, you're stuck in that loop for hours on end getting Tunnel Vision. And you're just like, I'm going to get it. I need that tempo. I need that tempo. <laughs> yeah, see, it, it just zones in. 
So it's, it's, it's called Tunnel Vision. Ironically, it just happened to be when 2020 was out for Clear Vision. Another ironically, 2020 ain't that clear since a lot of us can't even see tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it ain't promised to everybody, but damn, it's hard enough that you can't even, like, imagine what what the next numbers are going to look like or, you know, what laws are going to be put in place when we're asleep yep. or what war is going to start when we're asleep or, you know, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, we really don't. We don't know. So it's you really... just do it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. It's an anxiety fueled time. It, it you know, talking about circles, it almost seems to go against the argument of circles. We <laughs> seem to be breaking outside of the circle this year. So Yeah, for it's sure. Weird. So, you know, you just appreciate the good things that you have going on because that helps it balance, you know, with the bad things going yep, on. Yep. You know, if you didn't Bingo. have those good things, then those bad things probably wouldn't be bad. You would just know a shit life. It's true. You're like, oh, this is all I know, a shit life. I don't know what good things are. So when good <laughs> things come, you push them away. So it's like you take in that good. So you're like, oh, okay, let me have, let me enjoy this. This is Joyce. When I'm on stage, it's it's pure joy because I'm up here. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can say the songs that I wrote on the notepad that has no contest. Nobody's gonna come and take the pen out of my hand. Nobody's taking the mic and saying that I can't say that. I dare you, please. <laughs> At have- least for what I'm saying, it doesn't deserve that. You know, it doesn't deserve that notation of you snatching the mic out of Yeah. Man. Well, so. hey, a lot of people would object to that, man. Uh, <laughs> you, you, no, really, uh, I tell a lot of people come through here about, like, I ask them about you, and they know you, and, like, they, they respect you, and they've seen you live. And, Thank you, man. I appreciate you know, it. Uh, That's why I do it. You're doing a lot, uh, and I, uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show. It's been an honor to talk about this. For sure, um, man. It's been a long time coming. I'm it's been a long time coming and i am glad that uh i'm glad that it looks like i'm doing a lot so (laughs) hell yeah uh no we were gonna we were initially gonna have you on like at the beginning of this like when the i was first starting this podcast we're talking about having you on then you got sick what was it you got sick i got sick Mm -hmm. there was a show involved i didn't even end up yeah i think that was when see i had that was right when covid hit yeah it was right before everything shut down i got in a fever and i was like yeah i'm not coming out i don't even have a voice and yeah. you know, I was like, and it just hit me the day of, and I had felt so shitty. So I was like, look, man, I'd never do this. Like, I was already like tearing up. I like, never fucking can't, I can't cancel the show. I'll come out. I'll come out. I'm sick. But <laughs> I was like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't the move. Yeah. And then everything shut down. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. But, I really hope 2021 we can, at least in the summer, maybe, maybe things will open up and we can get back to it. Hope. But yeah, man, we'll just we'll reboot, see. reboot 2021 yep. and we'll just pretend like 2020 never happened yep. and we'll just do cooler things. Start the circle up again. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, shit. I think we better wrap this up. We've already been going for a minute. You got it's a good time. You got to drive and all that. Um, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have uh, Cash Gang Films, his name. I'm not sure what the guy's first name is. I've seen some of his videos. He is super he good. Is. Yeah. He's, he's got some lit, Talented lit cat. ass videos. I think I talked to him on Facebook a few years ago. Really? So I, know, I know who he is. Hell yeah. yeah. We're actually going to be going live this weekend. Word. Um, uh, he's going to be, we've gone live for the Halloween, but he's going to be our first guest that we're going live with. But so that's going to be Small really world. Yep, exactly. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, uh, share the fuck out of this episode. It's been a great time. Uh, Patrick, thank yes, you sir. again. It's no been problem. awesome. We'll have you back on. Hey, this was fun. Y'all go check me out. I'm at everything. D A Round Hero. Epic Round. 
Hell yeah. All right. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for watching to today's episode with Drown Here Pac Man. Um, very wonderful time with him. We talked for honestly a lot longer than I thought we would. I thought he was going to be um, not a diss on him by any means, but I do, I do know he is not the most comfortable in front of the camera. So I'm really surprised we kind of went as long as we did. I'm really glad he got comfortable. I'm really glad we went to the discussions that we did. And I really hope to get him back on soon. Um, like I said previously, next episode, we're going to be doing it live. Um, the episodes can kind of work throughout the rest of the year. So they're going to kind of be on and off. We're going to have some live episodes, some not live. We're going to kind of be announcing it week by week. And then... Um, I'm officially announcing that all of next year, our goal is to be live every weekend. Um, Saturday at, I'm gonna, I, I believe, 2 is the time we're going to shoot for. That's not official, but we're going to say 2 every Saturday. Um, and that's So that's just going to be a regular weekly routine in 2021. But until then, we're just going to have scattered live episodes. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah. Um, I hope everybody's been chilling, hanging out. Um, drinking a beer, kicking back or whatever, and having a good time listening to this. So, yeah. Uh, like me and Pac touched upon the episode, I think the most important thing to remember in these times is unity and staying together. So, if you got a family member that you haven't called in a while, give them a call. Give them a ring. Check on them. See how they're doing. Uh, it's an important thing to do in this day and age. Alright, everybody. Have a good night. Peace.